For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. Morning all, uh, interesting development on the front of the Irish Times this morning where Iron Man, this is the US-owned Iron Man group who own the company that holds Iron Man um, competitions and triathlons all over the world. They are now threatening legal action uh, against Triathlon Ireland over the disputed race or at least the swim part of it in County Cork in which two swimmers died. We know the backstory to it in Yaw. We know sadly of the deaths of Brendan Wall and Ivan Chittenden. Um, that remains under investigation by Gardaí uh, only because they're preparing a file at this point in time. It's a file from the Gardaí for the coroner's court. But this is an escalating row over the event that started in rough seas uh, off the all the beaches on Yaw. Uh, and Ironman International has told Triathlon Ireland to withdraw a statement about the tragedy or face a court case claim for defamation. That's an interesting one, isn't it? That story has far from uh, petered out. It's on the front of the Irish Times uh, today. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Irish Gardaí have another investigation underway. And this is a story that was originally broke. I think it was a BBC. Now, I could be wrong. It might have been a BBC journalist or it could have been a newspaper journalist in the UK who tracked down this Canadian chef by the name of Kenneth Law. Uh, he has now been arrested and has been branded, branded the online poison seller. Uh, he was selling online kits to people across the world um, and this is the on, online investi- ongoing in- criminal investigation against him that even has its tentacles here in Ireland because sadly uh, many people were buying suicide kits um, from this uh, Kenneth Law uh, in Canada and the journalist went over and literally doorstepped Law. I heard the audio of it when he approached him and he recorded conversations with him where he pretended uh, on a number of occasions by, by phone to um, uh, you know, talk to um, Kenneth Law as a customer trying to buy poison kits and Law was telling him, you know, all about the details. I won't give too much detail now from fear of um, uh, upsetting anybody, but the alleged links between Law and the deaths in the UK first surfaced, thank you Kevin, appreciate this, it first surfaced in an undercover investigation by the Times newspaper in April. Thank you for that. I knew there was some journalistic connection to it, but anyway, the Gardaí here now are investigating the sale of these Canadian suicide kits to buyers in Ireland and they carried out welfare checks at the different recipient addresses and they found that sadly three people had already died. Uh, it's understood that at least a dozen of these packs were bought here in Ireland. Now you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of the kits all over the world. But some of those who bought the kits in Ireland had life-limiting or terminal illnesses. I, I find that so, so sad on so many different levels that they would, you know, think that this was the way to go. And and listen, it's personal choice at the end of the day. Don't get me wrong, it's awfully sad. But that somebody would be selling kits like this for profit. Now, all of the papers talk of British air traffic control chaos yesterday and hundreds of thousands of passengers. When you cumed them between the UK and Ireland, there were hundreds of thousands of passengers uh, left miserable yesterday because the air traffic control system failed and they had to go back to a kind of an analogue system, like almost doing it by hand and by sight. And it went on for hours and hours yesterday. Uh, cleared for takeoff? I don't think so. The story making this morning star because the Irish connection to it talks about how many Irish passengers actually were stranded or left with delays. Technical problems for thousands and thousands of airline passengers stranded all over Europe, actually. It was incoming and outgoing flights 
uh, into UK airports. Uh, but if you hone in uh, to the Irish connection on it, I can go through a list a little later on this morning of the amount of flights out of Cork Airport that were delayed. I hope to God and believe that Cork Airport did a sterling job trying to get people out as best they could. Uh, but all of the papers talk of these delays. Uh, maybe you were caught amongst them. Anybody seen that video? It was sent to me yesterday from above uh, in Ennis Diamond in County Clare. It's the story of two feuding families um, and yet again, more feuding families. But it's off the scale with regards to the amount of carnage that was done. They literally went in with balaclavas on and masks on and hats on and they trashed a whole load of cars. They had all sorts of weaponry. In fact, a man is in hospital with a gunshot wound. Uh, A dozen men armed with hooks, hammers, metal bars went into Deer Park Estate, smashed windows of homes, caravans and cars. One was armed armed with a gun. Um, looking at the video, you get the impression that there might even have been uh, a an, an, uh, Garda chopper in the sky at one stage. And then all of the big um, SUV Garda rapid response uh, vans and SUVs came into the estate. Um, it just goes from, from bad to worse. And as usual, as usual, filmed on mobile phone and posted up uh, online. And unfortunately, we have way too many attacks on members of the public all too often by teenagers who really and truly um, are gone down the wrong road at an awfully young age. But you know the 16-year-old lad charged with uh, the attacks and the robbery of the tourists, uh, the English tourists in Temple Bar. Uh, He had his bail revoked uh, and he's been remanded in custody. I remember reading the bail conditions of this character and one of them was that he stay out of that area of Dublin city centre and he stay out of the Temple Bar area. Well, what did he just go and do? He went back in there on Sunday afternoon and knocked over an elderly woman and uh, injured a Garda inspector, evaded officers who knew, and he knew he'd been banned from that part of the city Rearrested, bail revoked, and off to Oberstown now until his trial. One would maybe wonder that in circumstances like this, we should have a much heavier hand when it comes to bail conditions. Irish Times this morning reminds us of the scalping and the gouging and the rip-off country that we live in. More price increases right across the board are expected across the autumn and the winter. And don't you know uh, that health insurers won't be found wanting when it comes to increasing premiums. And Leah are first out of the blocks with a 10% increase in October. Thank you very much. you got about 700,000 members. Um, about 10%, so if you've got a fairly basic average Leah policy, it'll be about €42 Euro, uh, to the annual cost of the policy, they're saying. Um, and uh, I think that that's actually an underestimation uh, because you could have, um, you know, if you look at the different, like two adults and a child, it would go from uh, 2,550 per year to just over three grand a year for private health insurance. And either way, whatever you look at it is 10% of whatever your premium is. And don't forget um, that uh, VHR are waiting in the wings because they might decide to do something similar. Uh, at least anyway, uh, we're seeing some little bit of movement when it comes to people who have money on deposit. For all too long, you were being charged to keep money on deposit. Now, at least, you're starting to get a bit more back from the banks. And Bank of Ireland have now increased their deposit rate to 3%. So I hope that the other banks will follow in that regard. So it might be a bank interest rate rise war now between the major banks here. Um, You can get some very good deals though uh, for money on deposit but all too often they're not Irish banks, they're international banks and (coughs) pardon me, you do it in the online world. While that's happening of course I was talking yesterday about the fact that Pinergy Energy Suppliers announced a second price increase this year. Uh, Sorry, 
price decrease. Jesus, I'm, I mean, increases on the brain. So that also means that we could have two different wars going on. One is the interest rates in banks rising. And secondly, perhaps because Penergy now have had uh, two different price decreases that the other energy providers might indeed follow suit. In fact, the Sun this morning says there is hope of a winter energy price war. Uh, Enoch Burke has gone back to the school that sacked him. If you didn't know it, the fines continue to rack up uh, on Enoch Burke um, since his dismissal. And this goes back to originally August 22nd of last year, so over a year ago since he was put on administrative leave. He also spent 108 days in prison for contempt of court. And the fines now against him stand at €148,000. The Sun this morning carries the story of an ex-Irish politician being quizzed by cops accused of uh, stealing over €100,000 from a charity to pay for visits to sex workers. Suspected of splashing uh, stolen cash on parties, hotels and designer clothes. That's the front pager making the sun today. Uh, While there is another inquiry into what the sun describe as sex abuse, the sex abuse probe into the footy kiss. Uh, And this has to do with Kissgate in Spain involving the football chief, 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 I should say, Luis uh, Rubiales. Um, Now, his mother has gone on hunger strike. Uh, She went on hunger strike yesterday by all accounts, um, I think she went in and locked herself into a church because of the way that her son is being treated. Now, Rubiales is very defiant over the kiss, insisting it was a spontaneous and mutual act. There were Spain at the time were celebrating their victory over England in the final of the Women's World Cup. Um, mind you, I do believe that the girl that he kissed, Jenny Hermosa, is saying that it was not a mutual and consensual kiss. Now, all of the 23 players in Spain's World Cup squad have said they will not play again while Rubiales remains in his job. And the heat continues to be turned up on him, not just because of the kiss, but also because of him grabbing his crotch um, while uh, in, the, in, one of the player, in one of the box areas or one of the spectator box areas next to the Spanish queen and her 16-year-old princess. Uh, so it's an astonishing story because, you know, I think uh, people are, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're 50-50 split, but there are, there are some believe that this is completely over the top. But you would think that even if it were um, uh, over the top um, and that uh, there's a huge price for this guy to be paying, you would think that at least he would be apologising. You would think that at least he would say, oh, I might have misinterpreted my apologies. I thought it was consensual. If it was not, I am really, really sorry for encroaching on your space. Or some kind of apology. But he's quite defiant, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He seems, I mean, he was talking about toxic femininity and like he's kind of doubling down on us. And and where are they? Are they very much divided in Spain about this? I don't, I, I, I suppose it's definitely divisive right across the world. I mean, it's now, it's blown way out of Spain now. It's a, it's an overall story about not just Rubiales, but about men in power and how they believe that they can kind of get away with yeah. anything once they I, have a certain I kind amount of, of power understand that. and I appreciate that I, like I can't understand like as I was showing you a video this morning uh, this was of a race meet where uh, Sean Curran a winning jockey was kissed on the lips 
by the owner of the horse that he won on again in exuberance and almost the exact same fashion grabbed him on both sides of the cheek and went in for a smooch on the lips just out of total yeah. exuberance but don't you think that's a perfectly normal thing between people who probably know each other very well I think I think in that case you mentioned I would say in in that case I, I, I suppose it depends like if it was a perfectly normal thing and it was acceptable would she have come out and said that the kiss wasn't consensual and that they weren't happy about it you know but all like, 23 players have all, come out all 23 players so it, and there is obviously an you have to go if that's, you just have to go well, there's, and there's an existing story there about the coach being sacked over you know sexual misconduct and there's like the, the players obviously feel that they're you know being taken advantage of given the fact that they're you know working alongside men who they feel are taking advantage of them through that but like I can't understand why he didn't just say look I'm really sorry I misread like I yeah you don't have to say you don't have to say I you know like you know you don't have to end your career or go to ground or be cancelled you just have to say look I was over I got caught up in the moment man up and say I got caught up in the moment I was just celebrating was over exuberance I apologise shouldn't have done it Uh, it, but you see the Spanish Football Federation now um, um, there's uh, the Spanish government are asking them to suspend him and the international body FIFA at an emergency meeting yesterday, have already suspended him. Yeah, FIFA, the bastions of moral high ground. Right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't you know. be using those as a. I mean, as, yeah, let's be fair. I, I, as I, a benchmark. I mean, for when anything. somebody said, somebody said, if FIFA is, uh, if if FIFA is the one that's telling you you're doing morally wrong, then you must be really doing. But you're the wrong. same. Look at look at the same thing with regards to you know squads being split with the manager. Same thing's happening in Ireland, isn't it? There's a decision today as to uh, whether or not the Irish women's soccer manager will stay in her job, and she's lost the confidence of the Irish squad. Yeah, I, it's it's uh, that I can't uh, understand. I don't know. I know that fear obviously has a lot don't of know. previous um, stories around her so I, I honestly don't know I don't, don't want to make a the like, confidence of the entire squad it's just it's very very difficult in I think in the modern day to do something like that and to still stand over it and be defined about it I but think he you is, have to and take his the medicine and himself into a, into a church now and yeah claiming that her, her little Johnny did nothing wrong ok let's see what people think of it stay there for a second text to 0868104106 lads if you have an opinion on that story do you know of a man by the name of Guy Goma Guy Goma yeah Guy Goma you know the Muffin Man the Muffin yeah. Man from Guy Goma is not Guy Cuny there yep. are two different guys. Guy Cuny was a technology journalist who the BBC thought they were interviewing on television about uh, music streaming and musical downloads. But they actually ended up interviewing Guy Goma, who turned <laughs> up at the BBC thing. for a job interview. I love this Right? Thing. And the story goes back to 2006. But because the two of them had the same first name, Guy Goma got wheeled into the studio... Don't know what happened to the other guy. Even though Guy Goma was only there looking to be interviewed for a job in the BBC. I always this is what I always think about this story, right? You know the way obviously like most people would have seen this clip and Guy Goma's face when this happens is absolutely incredible. But can you imagine having a, a camera in the green room when the guy who was supposed to be on realizes that it's actually some When Guy Goma was in when Guy Goma him. was brought into makeup, he said to the makeup artist, I don't need makeup. I'm only here for a job interview. And they ignored him. <laughs> and they put the makeup on him and they rolled him into the studio and he got interviewed. I know you have a clip of it here. Yeah. reason I'm bringing it up again, um, and this was from 2006 and this is 2023, he says the BBC have made huge amounts of money with regards to the video going viral. He says millions and millions of people have looked at it. Mm. He has never been paid a single penny for it. 
right? Or he's never been given a contribution by the BBC. So he's looking for money. So he's suing the BBC now. So if they pay him, does that mean he's then employed by the BBC? Uh, he didn't even get the job. That's what I was going to say. So it, if he gets, he, is he the only person to ever not get a job but well, still end up being paid to, by the company? He's to being part of the video. I mean, he yeah. is the kernel to the story. He he's is. entitled yeah. to money. Yeah. And I hope he gets it. So intro this for me because you give so, me. So, yeah. yeah, as you say, this guy, I mean, he's just totally not expecting it at all. So this is a story that was breaking. It's kind of explained a little bit, but it's about a, a lawsuit between a music record label company called Apple and Apple, the actual brand that we all know over their, their logos. Okay. And this is the wrong guy being interviewed, right? It's that ongoing row between Apple Computer, the company behind the iPod, and Apple Core. The Beatles record label has just been resolved, or at least a verdict has been given. It all centred on the Apple logo, which both companies use. Well, the judge in the case, as we've heard, has just ruled in favour of Apple Core. That's the record label. Well, Guy Cuny is the editor of the technology website uh, News Wireless. Hello, good morning to you. Good morning. Were you surprised by this uh, verdict today? I'm very surprised to see this verdict to to come on on me because uh, I was not expecting that. When I came, uh, they told me something else and I'm coming. You got an interview there, so it's a big surprise anyway. A big surprise. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, yeah. with regards to uh, the cost that's in, in, involved, um, do you think uh, now more people will be downloading online? Uh, actually, if you can go everywhere, you're going you're gonna to see a lot of people downloading to the internet and the website, everything they want. But I think uh, it's, it's much better for the development and uh, to improve people what uh, they want and to get uh, on the easy way and so fast <laughs> the things they're looking for. The wrong guy in more ways than one. But I have to say, in spite of it all, I thought Guy Goma, who was interviewed, did a damn good job. And he, uh, he, you know, he acquitted himself quite well in answering the questions that he was asked. Just one very final one. I don't know why people keep on mocking Nessie Hunters. Um, the papers keep on doing it. Um, and again this morning, following the biggest hunt for the Loch Ness Monster in 50 years, the Sun is saying this morning they found sweet duck all. Um, I think that, you know, if people want to go searching for the Loch Ness Monster, that's their own business. And, um, you know, it's turned into a, a lot of ridicule now when people go as Nessie Hunters. But this one was an enormous search by all accounts uh, and it failed. And the Sun says this morning they, didn't, they did pick up four sounds with an underwater microphone but they later admitted that they hadn't recorded it and that the sounds from under the water might have actually been the sound of ducks. Um, it's a bit like ghost hunters who always get grief uh, because they claim that they've picked up all of these different sounds and, you know, a paranormal activity but they're never actually able to prove it by showing us anything really credible on video or photographs for that matter. Anyway, leave the Nessie Hunters alone. Text 0868104106. Back after the break. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 0868104106. Red FM. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. Um, I was telling you yesterday, in fact, that the Guardian are investigating an incident that took place on Saturday. Uh, there was a, a lovely family day, a big carnival on up at the North Main Street. Many people turned out the Lord Mayor was there and there was a confrontation between him uh, and some individuals who uh, wished to ask him some particular questions uh, the Lord Mayor then responded with a song oh he says I've been waiting for this and he broke into a rendition of oh what a beautiful morning uh, followed by uh, some enchanted evening and um, this is a little bit of clip of um, the first song uh, that he broke into he quits himself very well he's a fine singer Oh, what a beautiful morning! 
what a beautiful day. I got a beautiful feeling. Everything's going my way. All the cattle are standing like horses. All the cattle are standing like horses. They don't show their heads as they see me ride by. But a little brown maverick is winking her eye. The events that followed that then are rather unclear because it was videoed by mobile phone. Um, uh, the Echo Online this morning says the Lord Mayor attempts to walk away. Some kind of a scuffle occurs and the phone seems to be dropped on the ground. There were other claims then uh, that the phone was grabbed, was thrown in the air, allegedly struck a, by- struck a bystander on the head. Um, it's, it's difficult to work out while, while watching the video. And then there are other clips that I've also seen of the chain being dragged. And I found, you know, I thought that that was quite sad, actually. That chain is, I think, from about the 1600s. It's very old. It's very important to us. It's part of our heritage. And it's a very historical uh, item, the Lord Mayor's chain. Um, so uh, that was sad to see. Um, Gardaí are investigating the incident which occurred on the North Main Street and the, the Lord Mayor has declined to comment. Now, um, that's from this morning's, uh, that's the Echo online. I don't have a physical copy of the Echo today, so I don't know if it actually makes the newspapers. But I was contacted by Sarah, who um, hasn't got much time actually, got another appointment, so I want to get her on before she has to go. Um, because she is talking about events in Dublin uh, by comparison to events in Cork. Was that the point you were making, Sarah? Um, that- um, the reason I rang in, good morning, first of all, the reason that I rang in yesterday was I just thought it was ridiculous that a citizen of Cork can't ask the Lord Mayor of Cork a simple question without being laughed at in the face and made a mockery of by singing in his face and spittle flying. So that was the reason that I rang in yesterday. Mm. Um, besides the fact of whatever happened, the phone and it clocked another lad on the head and all those kind of things, can we as citizens not approach the Lord Mayor and ask him a decent question without receiving a decent reply and a small little bit of respect? It's a question that needs to be put to the Lord Mayor, really, not yeah. me. You know, oh God, yeah, I, no, I would think, I would think, as, a, there, I would think yeah. as a first citizen, one could ask a question and, and get think, a reply yeah. to it and move on. Uh, off, on unfortunately, all, often, too oft, oft, often, these things lead to uh, tensions rising in spite of answering the question. You know, that's what we found historically. But w- when you're when you're talking about you're in Dublin and you say it's yeah, frightening, I'm from Cork, but I'm living in Dublin at the moment. Okay. I'm married to Dub, so that was the end of that. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, I hope you get back from time to time. But you said it's frightening what's happening up in Dublin. Um, It is. It is, yeah. It's absolutely shocking what's going on in Dublin at the moment. And it's not making the papers. It's not making the the media. It's all kind of being kind of brushed under the carpet, in my opinion. Um, It's it's not making the media and it's not out there at the moment. Um, I um, have a friend that was attacked outside the East Wall building. So I went along to three of the protests outside the East Wall building. And the intimidation from the people in the building and the lack of respect from the Gardaí at the protests was really telling. Okay. It really was. Okay. Um, the point, though, is that whatever is going on in Dublin, you said that things are a few weeks ahead in Dublin, but that things will I get worse so. in Cork. How, how do you know that? 
I think so that they're a few weeks ahead and the reason I say that is there are so many more of these buildings popping up in Dublin at the moment there's a huge one going in for Scratchy Road now at the moment out in Black Rock we have one out in Ballybrack there's one in Clondalkin they're, they're popping up everywhere there's obviously the one in um, East Wall and Are these for international protection order? International protection, protection Men who are coming applicants. in yeah. It's all men and it's all they seem to be in their 20s and 30s and I've seen it firsthand. There are no women. There are no okay. children. Okay. They, they, I, I, I'm not an expert. They don't look Ukrainian to me, and they don't sound Ukrainian. No, to well, me. They, if it was international protection orders, they wouldn't necessarily have to be Ukrainian. They could be from. Okay. They could be from anywhere. Uh, yeah. But but the, but there are protests at all of those venues, are there? There are, and um, even there was um, a protest by, just a peaceful protest by a number of housewives and women out at the one of the side building out in Clondalkin last week. They were peacefully protesting, sitting on their little deck chairs with their little placards, and they were accosted by a number of men from the building who came out mm. and started verbally abusing them and throwing horrible insults at yeah. the women who were just literally doing their... They're, they're right. They were, they're, they're tar- perfectly entitled to protest against the building being used for these purposes. And they were subjected to horrible abuse. Yeah. Uh, is, is it right to talk about stories like this because it adds fuel to the fire? Would it be, or, or is it better to ignore them and hope that things will just dissipate and stop at some stage? But something has to be done because there are men coming into the country who are destroying their passports on entry. I know they're that. They're coming in. I know they're that. claiming to be from countries. We don't know who they are. We have 4,000 members of the Black Axe gang now in Ireland. Um, that was in The Independent about two weeks ago. Um, we have a man that was stabbed... Um, on Grafton Street, on Grafton Street, at nine o'clock in the morning, there was a girl followed by, um, apparently followed on Oliver Bond Street yesterday by by foreign men from one of these centres. It's just like you can brush it under the carpet and you can decide not to talk about it, but people need to be aware of what's happening in the country it's, at but, the moment. But the conversations like that foster hatred then, and they foster racist thoughts. is ignorance thoughts. better then? Is ignorance better and just let it happen? Mm, no. But what's happening to our country? Mm, I know that. I know that. I'm just saying, um, there are oft, all too often there are many attacks on our streets, and I mentioned one a while ago my 16-year-old happens to be an Irish boy. Um, oh, you know, we're, we're well capable we of this ourselves. Talks, but why are we importing other people's talks? Yeah. We have our own. We have plenty of them. Yeah. We don't need more, thanks very okay. much. Okay. Is That's it a the bit, way I'd see it. Yeah. So is it a bit of a warning to people on Lee's side that this is not going to go away? If anything, it's going to get It's horrendous worse. what's happening up here at the moment. You can't walk. There's a street in Dublin, you've probably heard of it, Talbot called street. Talbot Street. You literally can't walk down. The, it's just by um, the train station. You can't walk down Talbot Street. But Surely you can now. They've thrown an awful lot of money and more Gardaí into the Dublin city area. Not to mention another radio station, but there was another radio presenter walked down there, a Dublin radio presenter walked down there last week and he was horrified and shocked by the state of the street. The street is actually scary what's going on down there. There's men carrying knives, they're brandishing knives at each other, there's open drug dealing, there's open drug taking, they're swigging out of bottles and whatever. Oh, listen, Cork is bad, but Dublin is on a completely different level. It's on a completely different level at the moment. It really is. Yeah.
yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you for that, Sarah. Thank you for that. Much obliged, Cork woman uh, living in Dublin. Um, I, I wasn't there, and uh, I'm limited in what I said yesterday that I'm limited in what I can say with regards to whatever happened at the event, right? Um, or on the North Main Street uh, at the weekend. There is a Garda investigation, so there are people that I can't talk to with regards to it because of this Garda investigation that's underway, and I believe that um, there are other individuals being questioned for different issues as well with members of Vanguard Shukana. I always have found Jonathan, though, to be a reasonable man to deal with in the past. Um, he, he doesn't tend to, you know, um, get overly uh, impassioned when he's making the points. He was in the particular area. Jonathan, I don't know, were you, were you part of any group or were you just going to the carnival? No, I was actually walking through North Main Street um, a bit earlier before this happened with my small for that. We, I was going over to McDonald's over by where I got was being deals. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and what uh, was there a good buzz, good vibe? Because um, yeah, look, I know some of the organisers of this, and they put an awful lot of planning into it, right? Yeah, and the street was closed, and like they, oh, the kids are having fun, and people were talking and chatting amongst themselves. And I seen a lot of me. Of course, I didn't go. I didn't talk to him because he was over talking to a lot of other people. But I was just walking through. I didn't even know the carnival was on. To be honest. What happened next? And on my way back, when I was walking back home to go home, I was walking back down North Main Street, and I seen the your man Ross approached um, the Lord Mayor. Yeah, and we see much of that and, on video. Yeah, go ahead. And he just went up and he said, "I have a question to ask you." I could hear him. I was only about ten feet away from him with my smart yeah. standing on the footpath. Yeah, and I heard him say it. And can I ask you a question, Lord Mayor? And the Lord Mayor goes, "Oh, I've been waiting for this." And you heard your song there then. He has a great voice and fairness to me. He does, to and that. you were standing there and heard the singing, so you're not you're not I, referencing video now. You you saw this. No, I, I was standing there with my child, but you were mad. You know, mad at the shop. Yeah, I do. Just yeah. a few feet, just a few feet up from that. And um, as the song went down, I, I was just standing there like Jesus is going on for a bit long. No, like I thought he was going to finish earlier than what he did. Like, but and then before just as the song finished, he just went off on my knee, and I I was standing about five to ten feet away from with my small fella and he caught the phone out of Ross's hand and flung it up into the air and this man Neil knew there was kids around he's a repre- the first representative of Corkland you saw that I saw that with me own eyes and Neil the phone landed within within five or six foot from my child right okay but from you my saw child's feet. and okay. I saw okay. it hitting the man on the head because I actually know who that man is I'm not saying no names or anything but I actually know who he is like Okay, have a li- this is a very short clip of what you described. Okay, um because the reason I'm asking you if, if you actually saw a grab is because media reports are saying the phone seemed to be dropped. Dropped was your man a um, uh, small person or something? Neil? <laughs> like you know, like that phone went up into the air, like 15, 10, 15 foot up into the air, and came back down. Neil, okay. I saw it with my own okay. eyes. Okay, what happened after that? And Neil, it wasn't even that. Like there was loads of other kids around the place and women and loads of people around the place. Yeah. That phone could have hit anyone, Neil. All right, okay. Okay. You know, like, and he didn't have he didn't have one bit of remorse for who that phone hit. He didn't say sorry to the person. He didn't even come over and acknowledge that the phone hit that person. What happened after that? After that, I saw I saw the, the fellow Ross grabbing 
grabbing the Lord Mayor's chain, you know, and that this was a first for me. I never saw someone fighting the Lord Mayor in my 32 years of being on this planet, Neil. But, like, he was kind of trying to grab his phone first, but, like, the, the phone was just gone fast, and then there was a scuffle, and then they were broke up, and the Lord Mayor ran down to that kind of, what's that place called? The um, church place, is it? Uh, St. Peter's, yeah. St. Peter's Church, yeah, yeah. yeah. and... Um, he was followed down then, and I, th- okay. I, I don't know what happened down there. Then okay. there was more altercations, but okay. Uh, and he like that. Lord, like he he's a man that needs to answer questions from the public. He, like that's why he's there. He's a representative of Cork. Don't think and, like, so. In this regard, in fairness, Jonathan, if there, there's guard investigating this, and the guard gave us a gave us a comment saying, "Guard Shakona are investigating an incident which occurred on North Main Street in Cork City on Saturday, 25th of August." Yeah, but before um, this is what Ross was asking the question about. Before any of this ever happened weeks ago at our pro at the Cox's North protest, the Lord Mayor came on your show, yeah. he came on other shows and he said blatantly, lied blatantly that we closed that library. And on in the independent today uh, yesterday, the library actually, the independent actually came out with an article saying that the library was closed b- before that banner, the library wasn't even open. I know, I know, I, I know those articles, I know that story. That article that, came out saying that, and this man is here okay. making us look like the bad guys as always, we're always looked as the bad ones. And for him to say like that, that blatant lies, like it's just pure lies, is okay. what the man was saying. Like. Okay, I would just wanted to stick to try and get um, oh, an eyewitness of what, you, this is what you saw. I was I was not even 10 feet away, I was standing, and my, uh, do you know what, my child is only five, four, going on five, like, and he got a bit frightened seeing that scuffle. Yeah, okay. Do you know, and I, I, he, he actually said to me, who's that man with the big chain, Dad? I said, that's the Lord Mayor, he actually don't know who the Lord Mayor is, and I said, I was trying to tell him, like, and he said, why is he fighting, Dad? I was like, he's not fighting, buddy, I was like, he's just, I said, they're just having an argument kind yeah, of thing, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, Neil, like, what I want, like, another thing, like... This is a, this I, I is was a, new, this is a new level now entirely, isn't uh, it? Like, there's, there's, there's counsellors getting abused by people. There's, there's people. Like, everyone's getting questioned and everyone's getting abused. But I never saw someone do what this man done, like. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and for, like, on front of hundreds of people, Neil. You know, like, the street was full. You know, like everyone saw, so I don't know why I'm the only person. Listen, I, could, today, I, could, like. I know I could be, I could be. Well, maybe I'll get more. I don't necessarily want more on it. I just wanted to find out what happened with regards to after the song sang, and you're giving after. me your interpretation of what it was. Um, yeah, he he, uh, he cut the phone and he, right. and he flung the phone. Yeah, yeah, simple yeah, yeah. as that. I, I I don't want to be revisiting the whole. Um, argument as to whether no, it's right it's, or wrong the to be sticking actually, phones the, in people's face. Do you know what no, I mean? The girls, the girls will actually be able to get the CCTV anyway of him flinging the phone from the shops. Okay, okay. The All cameras right. everywhere. Okay. And Neil, again, I just want you to give me a mention by Saturday because you told me you were mentioning it for us. What's happening the Saturday? No, the the Cox says no um, rally. Yeah, where is that? On the Grand Prix at the 2 o'clock. Yeah. I hope everybody gets along. Oh, Neil, we want we like we actually want to join groups together this time. We we were actually talking amongst ourselves, saying like we actually want to talk with the other group and say like we're both fighting amongst each other. Why are we doing this when we need to fight against the one pers- one uh, power and that's the government? Okay. We all need to come together, stand as one. Okay. I mean, we're not like a Fianna Fáil, a Fianna Gael. They never they never got on with each other like. But you just have to go in and stand with each other if you want to fight for your country and your future. Like, okay, would you make a statement you know? to Angardi Shikana with regards to what you saw? 
Yeah, I don't think so, Neil. No? I wouldn't. I don't want nothing got through with them, to be honest, by. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jonathan. But they, they don't need a statement anyway, Neil, because if they go into the shops, into Mad or into the pizza shop, they can see on CCTV of him flinging that phone and hitting the man into the head. All right. Well, I don't know about the hitting anybody, but uh, certainly... Oh, it, it definitely did. definitely hit someone anyway, Neil, by, because I was standing five foot away from it. All right, Jonathan. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Um, just uh, as uh, an update, I did receive um, a fairly lengthy email from Cork Rebels for Peace um, and they're expressing concerns uh, over uh, the direction of which my radio programme they believe has been taking uh, in the recent past. They say it's very lengthy and I don't have uh, an opportunity to read the whole lot of it but I think I'll do justice to it by saying Cork Rebels for Peace expressed concern over far-right platforming on Red FM's Neil Prendival show. Uh, they're expressing concern regarding the content and guests featured on the Neil Prendival show. Um, a consistent pattern of platforming uh, with far-right individuals thus potentially normalising extremist ide- ideologies. Uh, they say that Red FM has routinely been contacted over this and have up until now continued this toxic behaviour. It is common knowledge that this far-right group have been physically assaulting civilians and politicians alike in pursuit of their toxic agenda. We caution against normalising hate speech and note that these practices undermine the advancement of the LGBTQ plus rights and inclusivity efforts. Corporate Rebels for Peace emphasises the potential risks of affiliating with toxic individuals as well as the dangers of providing a platform for those who propagate hate speech. It calls for a re as in Cork Rebels for Peace calls for a reevaluation of the show's content choices. Um, the group is hopeful for the positive impact the Neil Prendival show could have in promoting tolerance instead of broadcasting the politics of hate. And they say that hate speech is not free speech. And that's from Cork Rebels for Peace, um, who are very welcome to come on air at any time they wish. Uh, I acknowledge and appreciate. Uh, their email and indeed their concerns. For me, it's a very difficult position to be in because I don't see it that way, to be honest with you. I just see it as being covering stories or covering a story that is there. We can't ignore it. These things are happening. Whatever happened on the North Main Street is another example of it. Um, I'm wondering, is it a case that we should just completely and utterly ignore these stories or these incidents like as if they aren't happening? Text 0868104106. Back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818104106. Cork's Red FM. A lot of emails and texts from different topics uh, from certainly yesterday's programme. This has got a sad one that came in uh, by email. I'm writing this letter to you, Neil, with tears in my eyes as I don't know where to turn. I'm an international nurse who relocated to Ireland and I'm working at a hospital in Cork and I've been struggling to get accommodation here for over a year now. I know there is an accommodation crisis in Ireland. I'm not looking for charity. I'm willing to pay my rent. Due to not being able to find accommodation, I'm having sleepless nights and I cry myself to sleep thinking, where will I be sleeping next? I'm currently sofa surfing. I left behind my two beautiful girls in my home country and they have never seen me as they cannot come since I don't have a place to stay. I fell in love with the service users here, my, their families, my colleagues, and I fell in love with Cork City as a whole. I have lost all hope. I was just wondering, would it be possible for any landlord out there looking for a reliable, trustworthy and long-term tenant 
in Cork City. I hope you get time to read out this email. If that were two years ago, maybe even three years ago, there might have been a chance with regards to finding somewhere for you. But in the times that we live in now, it's like a snowball's chance in hell. Uh, I don't know whether before you came here, anybody told you um, you're, an in, you're a nurse, an international nurse, as you say, who relocated to Ireland. Did anybody tell you when you got the job and you relocated that you were going to have trouble finding somewhere to live? I think people need to be warned an awful lot more before they come to Ireland that this will be the major obstacle they come up against. So it's kind of sad in another regard where we have our doctors and our nurses and our teachers and um, all sorts of different people who are highly qualified leaving Ireland. Uh, to go overseas for better opportunities. And we have international people coming in, whether they're doctors, nurses um, or teachers, coming in to take up the flak and they can't find somewhere uh, to live. It's a very, very broken system in that regard. Um, and then we had Paula on the air yesterday morning, who also is in a similar situation where she has nowhere to live and she is couch surfing and has a four-week-old baby. Um, there was quite an amount of people pushed back on this, uh, saying, can she not stay with the father of the baby in his apartment or his home or wherever he lives? Um, I made that point to her. Others are saying, of course, I'm not against single mums, but she sounds irresponsible. Uh, lots have to help themselves. Um, okay, you're, you're entitled to say that, but uh, I suppose when somebody is down, we have to kind of look at them with some kind of a sympathetic eye. She's got a four-week-old baby. The problem with the four-week-old baby that she has is that it could well be taken off her now. Um, that unfortunate girl sounds like she has a lot of self-inflicted issues. Uh, where is her baby now? She will be ultimately in care if things don't change. I wouldn't even give her airtime, Neil. Not a genuine caller. Um, I, other person actually does show a bit of kindness in the sense that I'm off work. I can drop that girl to Cove or anywhere else she needs to help with. Well, there was a there was a bed and breakfast in Cove, but that's gone now because she didn't go. Uh, you have yet another stop, sob story, Neil. I wish you would please finally wake up. Um, others are asking, where is the father in all of this? Honest to God. Um, did she ever hear of contraception? If she was going to carry on, go back up to the father of the child and work it out with him. They made the baby together. Everyone is against her. I wonder why. And now she's on the radio crying. Her family won't want her back either. Why? Every house is too small, she says. Come on, Neil. People say you're a soft touch, and I'm beginning to believe that myself, says Marie. The sad thing here, Neil, is that she, if she were a foreigner, she would have gotten help straight away. What about one of those modular houses that they've built? Our people are being overlooked like this poor young woman with the newborn baby, and it's just not good enough. Uh, I'll take the calls after 10 if you're okay with that, and my apologies to everybody else. Just two or three more texts. I believe this girl should go to her TD constituency office, plead her case, refuse to leave the TD's office until it's sorted out. Everyone finding themselves in this position should occupy their government TD's offices. Look after Irish passport holders first, says Bobby. And many asking, where are the dads in these stories regarding babies? Of course, you can't be drinking alcohol in Edel House. That's why she wasn't able to get back in. I've never used the place, but even that's obvious to me. People need to take accountability, and so should she. And also, take precautions with sex, for God's sake. Um... And again, many other people then talking about the difference between coming here from overseas, uh, say as a war refugee, and being an Irish citizen. Uh, the girl is just expecting you to make a call and boom, she'll be housed. All these issues seem to be of her own making. I've been waiting on a council list for four years with three special needs children. And it's people like this that jump the list because of sob stories. 
when radio stations get involved. She could have made it to the B&B in Cove, was just too lazy and probably wanted someone to do it all for her. I don't believe a word of the story. Every penny I have, uh, I have is spent on children, but I always have money aside for hospital visits, etc. or a train fare. This is of her own making and it is her own fault. Thank you for those texts to uh, 0868104106. You can pick up the phone on 0818104106. Get in touch. Uh, let us know what's going on in your mind. Um, can I also say on a very lighthearted, with a lighthearted hat on, if you like, or lighthearted agenda, although not too lighthearted because the stories from snoring yesterday are very, very serious because they're having awful uh, implications for people's relationships and marriage um, and a huge response to it and I will be coming back to that in other texts like it uh, after 10 o'clock but just one final one for now Hi Neil Atikan here I can't come on air but these so-called people who want to protect women and children are only trying to spread disinformation about people who are freeing wars conflict human catastrophe and more and they have the right to seek international protection in this country. They have nothing to say. And then when there's white Irish people attacking people on the street uh, and people like your previous caller know what damage they're doing by spreading baseless and unchallenged lies about people who have the right to flee contra- conflict. Thank you for that, Adekan. Appreciate your thoughts. One of the issues people have with it, though, is the fact that, and there could be valid reasons for why people don't have a passport or documentation when they come into the country. It could be for the reasons that you are there fleeing conflict and they may never have had a passport. But unfortunately, we have heard in the past of people having passports and documents when they get on the plane in another country, but not having them when they land in Ireland. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106 and we'll pick it up after 10 this morning. Um... Other than that, uh, I, I'm very, very careful with regards to going back to dealing with issues that happen on the North Main Street and other issues like that by virtue of the fact that there is a guard investigation. Do appreciate that. Now, the Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. Okay, I was talking earlier on this morning about um, what they're now terming Kissgate. Uh, it continues to dominate uh, the newspapers and indeed very much dominating sport and also Spain, um, because prosecutors yesterday launched a sexual assault investigation into Kiskate football chief Luis Rubiales. Um, there are a couple of issues here. One is regarding his grabbing his crotch incident um, in front of minors, and the second one is the kiss um, of a Spanish player. Um, on top of that now, we also have his mother, as in uh, Luis Rubiales' mother, locking herself into a church and going on hunger strike. Now, the players of the entire Spanish Women's World Cup squad have said they will not play again while Rubiales remains in his job. He's been suspended by a couple of different organisations at this point, but he is refusing uh, to quit. I don't, I, I don't know, like, if, if you refuse to quit, of course, it's still open for others to sack you. Uh, but I wonder how divided people are on this one. Olivia, good morning. Good morning, Ian. Well, well, I am keen to talk to everybody. I'm very keen to talk to women on this because it is a man kissing a woman. And um, Mm -hmm. the question is, was it unwarranted? Was it agreed? Was it spontaneous? Um, The player seems to be unhappy with it. Anyway, enough of me. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I think um, to to answer your, your question, Neil, I think it's a good question. But I... I honestly think that it was neither wanted, nor solicited, nor agreed, nor consented. And I think 
you know, I, I'm just so disappointed, honestly, so very disappointed. I mean, here were these players who had just done a massive achievement, you know, just won the World Cup. I mean, how amazing is that? Mm. And then for that to happen, I mean, for goodness sake, I mean, did he have to make it all about him in that moment? Mm. Uh, it just, and I'm so... She I'm has said, she has said, and her teammates have agreed with her, that the kiss was unwanted and demeaning. Yes, exactly. And I think that, honestly, I genuinely 100% believe that if that wasn't the case, she wouldn't have said it. Because... Well, well she said it, and on the basis of her saying it, we must believe her. And why in the name I of God didn't he apologise or clarify it or make some kind of a statement um, to uh, just say, I'm sorry? A hundred percent. I think he has really boxed himself into a corner now, and I think it really shows his level of arrogance. I mean, I wasn't being flippant when I said, you know, did he have to make it all about him? I mean, this is obviously someone who thinks that he can take whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And he has, instead of coming out afterwards and doing a, a genuine culpa and saying something like, I don't know, like in the heat of the moment, I was just so taken with emotion, still does not justify it. But I am genuinely sorry. I shouldn't have done it. It was very wrong of me. No one should do that. No one should... should uh, you know, engage in that type of behaviour with, with someone without their consent. Yeah, but no, no, no consent, personal space. Jennifer Hamosa is the player involved in this and she has said the unwanted kiss left her feeling like the victim of an assault, she said. Yeah, yeah. And now, he think- did apologise for the, for the grabbing of his crotch incident next to the Queen and her 16-year-old daughter. So you see, why, well, why wouldn't um, he apologise? Yeah, but why stop short there? I just think he... Honestly, I think the only reason he probably apologised was because the Queen was there, to be honest. I I just think it's so obvious when you look at the image of when he's kissing her, in the, well, sexually assaulting her, let's call it what it is, in front of so many people. That also makes me wonder what does he do behind closed doors. But ah, well, I mean, you can't, you can't go there. You can't say that. Like We can only deal no, with I'm what not, we know of. Absolutely. I'm saying I wonder. I'm not saying it's a fact. But the way he grabbed her face... I mean, how can anyone say that that was consensual? Well, the player herself says it's not uh, consensual. Exactly, but so. he hasn't come out and said that it... Here's an interesting he one from Bernadette. She says, he is, she says he is a creep. He kissed every other woman on the cheek. He kissed her on the lips. People say she was smiling or laughing away afterwards. Many people laugh from awkwardness or shock. It's well documented. Why are people yeah. talking about her smiling or laughing? They should be focused on his actions not hers. Imagine if the situation were, was reversed. Can you imagine a woman grabbing a man's face, holding it and pressing a kiss on his lips? It's male toxicity at best, if not actually an assault. Even if it weren't an assault, she's saying, which it is uh, in her eyes, it's male toxicity at best. What would she mean by that? I think, look, I, I, male toxicity is, is, a very, is a very broad term. I think what she's trying to described there is is his not just his behavior in that moment but his behavior since and what really shocked me was when I was reading about the pressure that she herself and those close to her were put under further to the incident by members of the the, the Spanish governing body to, to 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 basically play nice 
you know, to not make a fuss. Mm. Mm. And I think that is, that to me is what male toxicity is. It's the definition of it actually is the that. notion that some people's idea, toxic masculinity refers to the notion that some people's idea of manliness perpetuates domination homophobia and aggression. It involves mm-hmm. pressures for men to behave in a certain way and it's likely this affects all boys and men in some fashion. Um, that's a broad sweeping statement that all men, even boys, um, engage in toxic masculinity. I don't think it's saying that all men or boys engage in it. What I think that it says is that they, 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 they have the potential, but obviously what we try and do and how we educate our, our, our uh, you know, the boys and men in, in our lives is to provide a counterweight to that. Oh, and, and so we should, but they say the toxic masculinity represents things like dominance. This could be regarded as an act of dominance, couldn't it? Um, sexual mm-hmm. entitlement, it possibly could be in, interpreted as that. Mm-hmm. And hostility yeah. to femininity. Yeah, yes. Yes, I mean, look, we, we you know we've heard of of you know men that that, that engage in very uh, aggressive and, and toxic behaviour. Um, what are they called? Incels, you know that, uh, that 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 believe that 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 women should only be dominated. It should only be and should always be available for for any male um, sexual gratification. And uh, yeah, I mean that's that's obviously an extreme, you know. Um, but I, I, I think it's, it's, it's very disappointing because th- this guy in his role has an opportunity to, to be a role model to men and boys, mm. right? And how to behave towards women. Mm. And it's, it's, it's a shame. It's really, really is a shame. And it's such a shame that it's taken the shine off their, their victory and their incredible moments. I mean, his, mother, his mother's gone on hunger strike. Uh, she loves her son, obviously. Of course she does. Every every mother mother does. But I think there's a huge level of denial there on her part. And 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 I suppose the fact that Stribe she's being uh, inconsolable, how he was raised himself. By oh, you're portioning blame on his ma'am. Well, I'm just saying. I'm not putting blame. What I'm saying is, I'm wondering the fact that she's reacted this way. I just I just wonder. You know. What, what, this kind of behaviour doesn't come out of nowhere, Neil. Mm. You know, I mean, I think that how how some how boys are raised really matters, and I think we as a society have a big responsibility in that. And, and I think as a as a as a mother, I would certainly like to think that I've raised my children with with respect and due consideration of others, and and teaching them the importance of consent. Good points, uh, well made, and you've made them in a very matter-of-fact, calm way, in fairness to you. Um, I just want to get uh, some counter-thoughts on this, though. John doesn't necessarily agree. I think he calls it wokery gone mental. Is that right? That's right. Wokery gone 100% off the Richter scale, right? This man, you can see it. If you study it now and you see the tape, and I've watched it over and over again, right? You can see the excitement, the exhilaration, like, I mean, the absolute love and joy this man says that Spain has the girls have won the World Cup. This is not just an army competition. They won the World Cup. And he is so taken up in the moment. He's so excited. And especially, is this not the girl in the kiss that actually scored the winning goal? Yeah, it's, uh, the, I think he spoke to her about don't worry about missing the penalty kind of thing. That doesn't matter. when And then... Big hog and a kiss. Well, it wasn't even a yeah, hug. It was but a I mean, kiss. this guy, as I said, look, he was so excited and caught up in that moment. And to now be vilified like he is, and almost portrayed as a sexy, sexy uh, 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 some kind of deviant, 
You know what I mean? That 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 uh, should be just cast out of society completely. Another man's mother is gone on hunger strike, and that colleague of underlined there is not showing much compassion on that side of it, right? No, this to me is absolutely. It's time to draw a line in the sand here. No, like yeah, otherwise, men and women are going. You need more about climate change or global warming, uh, killing off the planet and all, because this wokeism now and this line John, that's drawn John, between. No, John, the, the actual player herself has come out and said it wasn't consensual, um, and they, she's been contacted by the police now to ask if she wants to make a criminal complaint. <laughs> herself and well, the entire squad will refu- are refusing to play well, with well, Rubiales in what, his no. job, and, and the entire coaching staff has quit. Well, I tell it, what I would do now there, right, I guarantee it, if the Brits had won that competition and the same thing had happened with the president of the British Football Association, right, there wouldn't be one word about it. They'd have been so delighted to win the World Cup. This has sold it completely now. And the people that have sold it are the people now that are portraying this man as, as a, sec, sec, a sexual deviant now. It's an absolute disgrace. It's time to draw a line in the sand now and cop on for the love of God. But you're missing, no, but you're missing the point about whether or not he um, had permission from her. But the man was whether just so she taken, was, he was just so taken up Neil, with the consensual. moment. He was so happy. and, and, and So, apolo- so pa- apologise then is what he should do. But he did nothing wrong. The man just kissed he, the girl. Out clearly, but ex- exuberance, that's but, all. He was so excited he'd done it. Why should he apologize? Was there something that he mean that he didn't mean? And he, there, was, there was sexual intent on that, simple as that. And I tell you straight, if but, but, I, would, I would go but so kissing far, somebody would, like that against consent is, is sexual. It's, it, it could even be sexual and, assault. But what I call, and then they're, they're casting it, of course, as ridiculous over the top comment that it spins me too movement. Like, what a ridiculous comment to make, right? These were people in Hollywood that went along with what was going on at the time to get themselves up on the screen, right? And years after, then they pitched and moved. Uh, listen, listen, lad, lad, no, no, lad, no, no. you're way off the mark there I'm about not, what I'm Me not, Too was I'm about. Not. You're way off the mark. Me no, Too no, was but, women but, taking power back and telling the stories of assault and and dominance and control. They took the power back, like you mean, after they got themselves well established, right? And then they started crying, Me too, right? But this man is not to be compared Are to. You me do, oh, so, so Harvey Weinstein was a saint, was he? Are you, have, you, not, have you missed no, no, the boat I'm, completely? I'm, no, 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 I'm not saying he was All of these saint. happened. All of these things happened. The man went to jail. Yeah, but wait a while, I'm talking about the people that went along with to get themselves established in Hollywood. And you balance that over against a man that was so excited. There was no agendas of career. There was no agendas of career chasing with regards to these stories that women told about what happened. I forgot to say, Neil, let's oh, be honest. I mean, I can't, I can't allow that. It's, That's it's very demeaning. It's going back to Marilyn Monroe, the famous casting coach. Like Hollywood was really with it for years. Everybody knew that. And to compare that now to this man getting Which excited Marilyn Monroe about women, was trapped in a climate that demanded that from her yeah, to succeed. You, you, don't you, believe you, that any but, of them but, willingly... But the, the difference is between people who went along with it, look, to get them, they didn't like it, they went along with it, to get themselves established as movie stars, and to compare that and balance it all against the man... John, who was there, quite, you're talking about, no, you're talking no, about, women, you're going, talking about I, young women, women no, of all ages. Are you going to allow me to finish the point? No, I'm I just think it's make, cruel what you're saying. No, I'm trying to make a comparison of people that got established in Hollywood, right, and put up with this kind of stuff, like, against a man that was so 
excited about his country, the girl was winning the World Cup, that he was so overjoyed, he kissed the girl, nothing sexual in it, and now he's put down as a, sexy, a sexual deviant. But sure, if you had a daughter, I don't know whether you, you do or not, but I do, but if, if she were to come out and say um, that she, it was an unwanted kiss, it left her feeling like the victim of an assault, um, that it was but, an obscene but I mean, there was there was no sexual in there was no sexual intent in the met a man was so overjoyed and so happy right. okay. and it's been blown out of our proportions as I if the Brits had won it and if the same thing had happened, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. How do you how can you say that with any amount of certainty? Oh, yeah, they'd be so delighted to win because uh, we're sick of listening to 1966. I mean, they want to win something again. Okay. If they had won the World Cup, man, we wouldn't be having this conversation. All right, let me get some more text on it. Olivia, did you wish to respond to any of that, incidentally? I, honestly, Neil, I think you've done a great job responding. Okay. I, I, look, I, I just think, first of all, I think if, if, if England had won the World Cup and something like that had happened, I think they would absolutely be up in arms over it. No, um, at First of all. And secondly, I just, all I could think of was just imagining if, if, if my daughter was so lucky to win the All-Ireland and to be there in the stadium receiving the trophy and some guy grabs her by the face and kisses her and I just, I just, I just honestly, I don't know how any parent would not be, would not be shocked by that. Mm. And especially if afterwards their daughter comes to them upset and says, Mom, I don't know what happened. I, I swear I didn't do anything to encourage him. I didn't do anything to, to, to bring that on. I don't know what happened. I didn't know what to do. I felt so awkward and so awful. I mean... No, can I make a final point? I'm so angry. Yeah. Okay, I'm thank so you. Angry. Thank you, Olivia. The, Just very briefly. The, the, the final point is like you needn't worry about global warming and climate change because if this carry on goes on between men and women, they'll be no one copulating anymore and we'll all die off. Ah, but you can't. That's nuts. Like you're assuming that any man. Uh, or woman for that matter, if so, can just approach anyone they want, grab them by their cheeks, pull them in and kiss them. No, but it's just getting to the point now that, I mean, I, I know guys out there, no, like, and they're half afraid to approach women, no. They don't know what the rules are anymore, no. Should I say this? Should I say that? I mean, let's be honest, like, if this goes on, like, I mean, people just want, the, people, the planet will just die off. You know what? It's like a cup of tea, okay? You ask someone, do you want a cup of tea? Would you like a cup of tea? If the person says no, no, they don't want a cup of tea. If you still give them a cup of tea and they say no, they don't have to drink the cup of tea. I mean, it's that simple. It is that simple. Okay, thank you both. Thank you, uh, Olivia. Thank you, John. Text 0868104106. Hold on there one second. There may be just one call this side of uh, the ad break. No, I think it should be on three. Not on three, lads, so after the break. To Neil Prenderville now. 0818 Cork's Red FM. Uh, Colin's actually online too. My apologies for that. Colin, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Interesting. Somebody asked the question there about the England. If it happened in England, what would the story be? It would be entirely different, uh, John says. The England women's national team have publicly declared their support for Jenny Hermosa amid the ongoing scandal concerning shamed Spanish FA president Luis Rubiales. They say abuse is abuse. We have all seen the truth. The behaviour of those who think they are invincible must not be tolerated and people shouldn't need convincing to take action against any form of harassment. The England women's national team said, we all stand with you, Jenny, and all the players of the Spanish team. Anyway, go ahead. Well, his, his comment, Daniel, to the English team and to anybody else 
uh, is deplorable. I mean, that's that's insulting to be there. Anybody, the best thing I can say here is that if that was his daughter, would he, one, tell her to shut up and go with what's been said? Or would he stand behind like every parent would? Do you have to have a daughter? Do you have to have a daughter to have an opinion on it? Do you? Well, you don't have to have a daughter. But I'm just saying is that the comments he's made um, would be surprising if he had one. You know, because to me, it's nothing short of abuse um, of his position, even his arrogance on the television is is unreal. You know, and to do that to anybody especially in front of a camera and what it was is it's shocking yeah yeah it's shocking I've got two daughters and I, I don't I, I don't know whether or not Rubiales has children to be honest with you nor do I know no, if he but has I'm, also, I'm talking about the man that you were you had you know, you're wondering has John as John a daughter yeah and if and if he if that was his daughter would he back her or would he tell her to shut up and toe the line I mean, you know, put his put put himself. Ask him. Ask him. Yourself, ask him yourself. Right. Well, ask, I'm asking him. Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah. Um, do you have a daughter? No, I don't. Okay. Well, if that was your daughter, how would you do? Would you back her, or would you tell her shut up and toe the line? Well, for the simple reason, I think it was blown out of proportion. As I said, that's not the question I'm asking. No, no, no. They want to hear. They want to hear. They want to hear. Answer, John. He asked you a straight question, and you said it's been blown out of proportion. That's not answering the question you were asked. That's not answering the question. Would you back her, or would you tell her shut up and toe the line? Yes or no? Which one? I wouldn't see why you'd have to back on the first place because there was no intent. You know something? Just as well, you don't have a daughter. You see, oh, well, that, All I can a, say that, is that, that you're, an your insulting, you're an insulting man. Well, well, I tell him what's insulting, right? The fact that this has blown, been blown out so much. And if you know the amount of domestic violence in this country alone, the amount of people that have come into this country now, they're coming here from... We country, no, here we go again. No, here we go again. The ones no, coming no, in from the other side of this that, country. That, that, that. Listen, listen, John, 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 John. I have reason to be going in and out of St. Finbar's Hospital for the last number of weeks, Right. And I have met the most beautiful people, the most highly trained, the most highly skilled, the kindest people. Uh, a lot of them are Irish. A lot of them are Cork. They are doctors. They are nurses. They are porters. They are kitchen staff. They are yeah, people no working. They are, yeah, yeah. And there is a, a fair proportion of them are from countries all over the world. And they're working yeah, and, here. And, and, they're amongst us. They're looking after our relatives. Yeah. Many of them are elderly. So these, yeah. when people say these people coming in here... That's way too broad a statement yeah. to make yeah. because you're hurting people who are here working, living, wanting a life here to be part of our community. Why can't people see that? You can't make statements like that, man. No, but there was a percentage of people. There's a percentage of people coming here. The girl that was on from Dublin earlier on, did she not say to you about people being followed in the streets? And it's happening wholesale. It's popping up on other stations. I've heard it myself personally. I'm not, I'm not disputing simple, that we have an issue with crime and some of the criminality is international criminality. But no long, right? Um, there's there's been a cold case investigation into no long. 
who is now known to have been a sex predator um, with a string of violent attacks that go way, way back and even investigations into the carry-on of Noel Long after the rape and murder of Nora Sheehan. I mean, would you like me at some stage to go into all of his offending? And he's a corkman. The the, the point being to me, like, I mean, to make such a fuss over this kiss, as I said, which wasn't sexual, right? It was on on the spur of the moment. To balance that out against domestic violence and being violence against women in general is an an outrage. It's an outrage. It's assault. Okay, hold on, hold on. Listen, I, I, I do appreciate every single comment and every single contribution. But I'm very keen to get the thoughts of women as well as the likes of me or John O'Donovan or Colm chiming up on it, right? Barbara. Hello. Go ahead, you're on the air. Turn your radio down, incidentally, Barbara. Would you mind turning your radio down? Barbara. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, hold on, hold on. All right, okay. Lady, why didn't she push him away? She had no cup in her hand. Yep. Why didn't she... um, Push him away? Very, very simple answer to that, actually. She was caught by surprise. She was shocked. She froze. She didn't know what was going on. It happened so quickly, it was over before she knew it. What? You could say that about anybody who was the victim of a crime or any kind of assault. Why didn't they push them away? Yeah. Why why didn't he apologise? Why should he apologise? He done nothing wrong. You're back again. I am, yeah. Um, For the simple reason he was taken up in the enthusiasm of the moment. There was something sexual. I'm trying to hear hear Barbara. It's all very well, men having opinions of this, and they're important, but women's are as well. So, do you believe this is out of proportion, Barbara? No, because, like, he made no over. You see soccer players talking one another when they win a match. Right? If, if you're in a dance hall and you ask the girl for a dance and you went over and after the dance you went to give a kiss, the, the first impression is hand up. Stop. We are, trying to cre- we are trying to create a situation and a world where men don't do that, nor do women do it, um, where they will stop short of even trying to do that. It's about consent. It's about knowing that the person that you're with is... It's about respect, yeah. It's about, no, 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 it's about the other I, person being comfortable. Anyway. Could, could, I, could I ask Barbara there, and I, I think I, I know her answer right, and I think she will agree with me. Uh, would she uh, agree with me when I say that there was nothing sexual in that kiss? It was just yeah, on the no, moment. I, did, I yeah. didn't say anything sexual about it. It yeah, just went are. over. If she wanted to stop her, she could have stopped yeah, you need that straight from a woman up. But it's putting blame on her. She's now being made, instead of a victim, uh, she's victim blamed. Would he have done the men the same way? The men is the same way. Possibly he would if they had won the World Cup. Right, okay. Would he have grabbed but the men he, the same way? Maybe he, he should pass, have He would have if they had won the World Cup. He'd have probably kissed the devil himself. All right, okay. Paul? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Paul. Thank you. Go I'm ahead. just wondering if it was Leo Vatkar got a kiss from Jenny Sexton or Jenny Sexton in Ireland won the World Cup in the rugby, <laughs> for instance. What would happen? Well, you tell me You tell me what would happen. Well, I'd say Jenny Sexton could give him a box. <laughs> it, it, well, it shouldn't matter, actually, whether it was man-to-man, woman-to-woman, woman-to-man, man-to-woman. How would, how, would, how would Jack feel about that? 
Cross. But look, it, it's just on the day the excitement took over. That's all. There was nothing sexual in it. Nobody see except for Barbara. There, she she got it. Yeah, but he grabbed her in the back of right? the head. He put he put the, his two hands at the back of her head and he pulled her into it. He has his two hands grasping her entire head. Exactly. But it was it was done on the moment of exuberation. That's all, and joy and happiness. But he's he's supposed to be professional, and he's not supposed to act in that kind of way. But you know what I mean? The, 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 the guys are outside, like you watch the guys playing GA and they're, they're, they're tough men, right? And when they score a goal, they don't go like the soccer players humping each other and kissing each other. Mm, don't know about that. I don't know about yeah. that. You, you, do, you would see some of that in, I don't know, you mightn't see it in Irish. We don't score a whole lot of goals, but international South American teams probably would. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, I mean, look at the way the guys go on there, like, I mean, and Jesus Christ, I mean, like, you just put a ball in the back of a net, like, and they're kissing the heads oh, off. They are, you're saying, yeah, yeah, I understand that. Okay, let me get yeah. some more thoughts on it. Appreciate all of your contributions, Paul, Barbara, Colum, and John. Text 0868104106. Shouldn't have happened. Why did he think he could do it? It was disrespectful to the player, says Frankie, and says, shocking the way this man is being treated. She should come out and say there was no harm done, says Aaron, says Anne. Karen says, it doesn't look to me like as if she was complaining. And Deirdre says, such a great achievement to win the World Cup and then they're more about this kiss. The whole thing is such a pity. Richard says, if a woman had kissed a man or a woman, would she have gotten into the same trouble? No. So therefore, no harm done. It has to work both ways. Uh, one or two more texts, um, actually, uh, quite in the negative with regards to the player herself. She didn't look too upset. She was smiling. Media doing its best again. And one for now, she did not object. It looked as if she enjoyed it. Text 0868 104 106. We'll pick it up after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818 Red FM. I'll talk to Mary in a moment, but meanwhile, I just mentioned at the top of the program that Vera Pau, Pau also is under an awful lot of pressure. There's been a big, yeah, there's been an internal investigation apparently within the FAI uh, regarding aspects of uh, the World Cup performance of the Irish soccer team. Squad selection, tactics, preparation, the substitutions that were made, uh, so much so that she has lost the faith of the players themselves. So you've got a cloud of uncertainty now. I'm reading from the Independent Online. A cloud of uncertainty is hanging over Vera Paw as Ireland's woman's team manager, and she could well be removed this evening as the FAI board meet to decide whether to offer her a new contract. And it's looking very unlikely that they will, particularly if you don't have the support of the team and the players, which is exactly the situation the Rubiales finds himself with regards to the Spanish women's uh, soccer squad. Meanwhile, Richie says, if this Spanish football chief is to be pilloried for this celebrity ce- celebratory act, then every single person who was ever engaged in a similar act must surely also face the same judgment. And let's not be narrow-minded about this. This will include women on men, men on men, women on women, and everything in between. Footballers celebrating goals, rugby players celebrating tries, you name it. The fact is, this incident is being politically exploited to attack a controversial figure only. This behaviour does a very real disservice to the actual survivors of sexual assault, says Richie in Toker. Um, let me get back to my phone lines on that. Actually, it's a point that I could make to, to Mary. Mary, what do you think of what Richie is saying there, that um, it is just um, uh, politically exploiting an attack on a controversial figure and that, let's not be narrow-minded, 
that there should be a root and branch look at every single incident of this in the past. And um, Neil, I'm quite nervous now. I was nervous. No, Granger, we're just chatting, so don't worry about that. Yeah. yeah. No, I think he's a complete not a disgrace. And I think what he's after doing, he's after destroying and taking away from the team what they had done in a Women's World Cup. And I really and truly do feel he should resign, apologise, but he couldn't do that first because I think the man is arrogant. Yeah. Being honest. Yeah, yeah. He's, hold, he's holding out, though, um, and is refusing to go. Oh, so. he is holding out. And another thing, Neil, listening to John there a while ago, God almighty, that man. That man should listen to himself for five minutes. He really and truly is completely insulting to women. He really is like. It's like we're second-class citizens. Has he not learned anything down through the years? Like, he's not, he's not a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Looking at the video again there, um, the squad are moving along in a line and they're congratulating every one of them. When Jennifer moves up to him, they uh, seem to stand... I'm just trying to watch that video again there. They, they, she stands in front of him. Um, they, he holds her head. They're chatting a bit. Um, she's patting him on both sides of his rib cage with her two hands. That's as much as she is doing. And then he has his hands in the back of it and he pulls her in and kisses her full on the lips, then kisses her on the cheek um, and she moves on and he pats her on the back. Yeah, I mean, like, what chance had she? Standing in front of him. He's not exactly a five-foot-looking man. He's a fine, strong man, like. Yeah. But, I mean, Neil... Yeah, with his age have anything to do with he's, he's, he's 46 it's not, he's not too old in that regard but maybe he has no, maybe at 46 he hasn't realised that you know but I mean just in his mind maybe it, it, maybe he's just not in tune with the fact that the world is changing and has changed quite rapidly but isn't he denying it since? Absolutely. Why didn't he just bow his head, apologise, and walk away? If if, if he'd he'd come out and said, it worse for himself. If this was inappropriate, I apologise. Exactly. Simple enough, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, you saw what he did when in front of the Queen when when they won the or the princess when they won won it. I mean, he grabbed his he grabbed his crotch, then did a bit of a dance. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Does exactly. that say a lot about the man? Then, yeah. I think so, definitely. Okay. okay. I think so. Okay, and the points John were making that you're saying he should go back into his cave, were they related to the Me Too movement being opportunistic, no, he said? No, what? no, no. I mean, the man is so old-fashioned, he's frightening. He's like, he's like living back... I think his point is that everything now, everything in the world now, it's a very hostile place. It's kind of a fearful place we live in now where everything is minutely examined under a microscope um, and it's gone too far. There's certain things that have gone too far. But when women stand up for themselves and they are not allowing themselves to be sexually abused anymore, I do not think there's anything wrong with okay, that. Okay, well said. Thank you for that. Much obliged to you, Mary. John, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? You jump in on this. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, no, look, um, I don't kind of, I didn't see what happened, but I don't condone anyone um, inappropriately or unconsensually making contact with anyone. If I put my hands on someone in public, 
I can be done for assault if it wasn't a mutual contact. And but it, it's my, my point is the 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 eagerness of some people to call it a um, sexual assault. You know, if kissing someone is an, a, a sexual act, then shouldn't people be very wary of you know kissing their partners in public because then you're performing a public sexual act which is you know illegal in every country yeah well the day day that happened the day that happens that's the day that I'll be on a one way flight out of the country to be honest with you but I know I know that's an extreme I'm gone if we're going to to call kissing someone and I'm not kind of condoning anything that happened but if you're going to call kissing someone a sexual act and kissing someone on consensually sexual assault then but, no but it is. But if you if you walk up to a stranger on the Patrick Street and you grab them, put your hands around their face, and you pull them in and you kiss them, that's assault and it's sexual assault. No, that's, that, no, that's my, my my point is it, it's assault. Now you know sexual assault would, in my opinion, require an act of a sexual act, and if, if kissing is going to be categorised as a sexual act, then you know where where do we draw the line of kissing? You know, is is kissing okay? If you're going out with someone... Ah, well, I mean, common sense. I can can answer that question with a degree of common sense. If you're walking down the street with your partner, whether it's man, man, woman, woman, man, woman, whatever, and uh, you um, reach in and you kiss the one you love or the one you're in a relationship, that's not assault. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. If it's a sexual act, then you've just committed... A act, a sexual act in public, which is itself an illegal no, that's, act. No, that's not. No, it's not. It's, it, oh, yeah, you're saying that a sexual act is a sexual act, whether it's a kiss or penetration, and done in public, whether consensually or not, should be deemed as a crime. Yes. So, like, if kissing someone, so becomes a, on, kissing on, someone, on kissing some, kissing a stranger becomes a sex, sexual assault when it's not consensual. Well, I, I, I think I think it should be categorised as straight-up assault or, or, or uh, indecent assault as opposed to sexual. Okay. You know, you know because I, I don't personally believe that kissing someone is a sexual act, if you get me. I think sexual should be categorised at, at a higher grade. If, if you know what I mean, you know, um, inappropriately groping or... or well, I, I would think that, you know, grabbing somebody without their consent pulling them in and kissing them is a sexual act because kissing has a degree of pleasure in it. So it, on, that, on that basis, I, I think it would be a sexual would assault. You, could, would you, uh, you know, maybe categorise it as indecent assault as opposed to sexual? Oh, well, listen, I'd allow that, up to, I'd allow that to the courts and judges and barristers and, and the yeah, likes of those way, that work Either way, the man, the man should put his hand up and, uh, and apologise because there were two parties, him, the acting party, and that, that young lady is the injured party. And she's not happy, and it doesn't matter what the public thinks or any, any par- anyone else thinks. She's not happy. She has made it clear that she's not happy, and he should apologise to, to make her happy. I'm, I apologise. I apologise. If, if it was deemed inappropriate by Jennifer Hermosa, I apologise. Um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Th- thank you for that. Thank you for that. I wonder how, I wonder how she actually feels about the centre of all of this, um, of course, at a time when it should have been very much celebrating uh, the fact that they won uh, the Women's World Cup. Uh, Dave, good morning. Uh, good morning, Neil. How are you? Good, thank you. Go ahead. Neil, um, my, my issue here was really more to do with the gesture um, 
that Ruby Alice made in the company of the Spanish Queen and her daughter. The crotch mm-hmm. grab, yeah, and the bit of a the kind of a shimmy grab, that he did yeah. while grabbing his crotch, okay? No, go yeah, ahead. like, firstly, it, it reminded me of the Argentinian goalkeeper and the disrespect he was showing uh, at the World Cup um, when he was going up to collect his particular... Um, award, you know, but more to the point, Neil. He got into like, a lot of grief you, over that. Actually, it was it was almost like using the World Cup as a a, a, phalli- a phallus or a phallic symbol, wasn't it? A phallic symbol. Now, sometimes, as I explained to Kevin, it's it's in it's in um, antagonism towards people below the uh, VIP box who may have been goading that particular person. But either way, it's disrespectful. It's in the company of the Spanish Queen and her daughter. And regardless of everything, the cameras are on a person like that and it's going out to the worldwide population. He apologised for that, actually. He, he did. And uh, really, I suppose, uh, you know, it, it's not just one action, it's two actions that really need him to, to say to himself, I need to go here. Because at the end of the day, what I thought was a, maybe an issue was that maybe she should have gone to the police Um and, you know, made a formal complaint. I'm not so sure if she has done that. And in that way, leave a go through the police charges. Mm, mm. Don't, I, don't know where, where, I don't know where they're at with that aspect of it. I did read somewhere this morning um, that uh, prosecutors at Spain's National Court said that they're open, they've opened a preliminary investigation to consider whether the kiss could constitute an offence of sexual assault and that they would be contacting Ms Hermosa to ask if she wanted to make a criminal complaint. She has said the unwanted kiss left her feeling like the victim of an assault. Uh, Authorities said they received several complaints, one of which accused Robiales of obscene exhibitionism, which you're referring to in the presence of the the box with the Queen and her daughter there, yeah? Yeah, so she she is going about it in in a certain way, and I, I think if that's the case then, it has to follow through that it is an assault and go through the Spanish legal system. But either way, the, the man is a joke and, uh, in my opinion, really, you know, disrespectful, not just to the people in the VIP box, but also as a leader of a, a Spanish FA. It certainly wouldn't be uh, held... Ah, but listen, if uh, nobody wants you and the team don't want you and you don't apologise for something that clearly upset a woman and has upset all of our yeah. teammates and, you know, uh, in spite of his mother backing him, I get that, like, it, it, if he's not... It's probably too late to apologise now because it wouldn't be meant... He just should be. Shouldn't he be sacked? Really, now at this stage. I mean, there's no coming back. Should be sacked, but but it's like everything else. Maybe there's certain clauses in his contract. Maybe he's holding out. Maybe he's holding out. Maybe that he will go, but he's looking for decent money to go. Perhaps. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Thank you. Got another Dave. Actually, Dave too. Dave. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Okay. So you saw. I think it was your daughter showed you another video. Is it? Yeah, there's a video. Uh, there was a video of the weekend. There was a race, uh, a horse racing in England, and uh, the jockey won a great race. And the owner, obviously, another lovely lady, came over, grabbed him, and kissed him on the lips. Nothing about that. And a very old uh, woman in England, a sports reporter, she was doing an interview on television, and she said, uh, I read her column, that she said, um, at the end of the day, she kissed your man, the fellow. She was interviewing a man, and she I kissed him on the lips. I forgot myself. Nothing about that, like. So there's a hidden agenda here, and the hidden agenda is that the uh, Spanish football, so Spanish football players, they were looking for more money, and this man held out. He was doing things going to book, and they wanted more money, and they were kind of going on strike before the the, the World Cup itself. 
So I think the hidden agenda is to get at your man because they weren't getting what is they wanted. Is it your point that when the owner of the horse did it to the jockey, uh, the same don't rules apply because she's a woman it, kissing it, it, a man? Is it? And he was a young jockey, you know what I mean? She was a bit older than him, but that's beside the point. But they could be the greatest friends in the world, for instance, and know each other, um, and that, that he well, might he be... He knows that girl too as well, in Spain. He's belonged to Federation. Or, or did you think from the video they looked completely embarrassed and taken aback from what the owner I of the horse did? I think he took it in the, with a grain of salt. That, I mean, it's just something that happened in the sport of the moment, and that's what's wrong. There's too much... There's more things happening in the world now for a kiss and fairness, like... There's some alternative moment behind this. I think it's the Spanish crowd because they were looking for more money and everything like that and they're looking out to get back at your man because they want to get rid of their trainer as well. If you, could, if you read into it before the World Cup, they weren't happy yeah. with their trainer either because yeah. they were looking for more money and didn't get it and I think this was a, a set-up job just to get at him because they want more money for playing for Spain. Okay, you don't you 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 don't see it any other way than that except being mo- motivated by money, not 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 the rights of women to their own personal space. Something space. else going on behind the scene. Is a text here says so many women have been touched and so many women have been touched. People all over the world. Like how many times I got a kiss off a woman that didn't bother me, and vice versa. It's just it's a kind of a, a gesture. I mean, a kiss you could kiss a person on the cheek, and that a kiss. But you, you see, but, but like this is twenty twenty twenty. This is twenty three. You know, twenty twenty three. The world has gone mad, isn't it? Well, it, not necessarily so much. Well, it has gone mad in different, different, different ways. But I think right to personal space and consent, particularly with, and, and I accept that there are all sorts of assaults happen to all sexes. Uh, I get well, that. Well, but would all you consider that a sexual assault? No, I'm, ju- I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, there must be. We have to have defined boundaries now. Um, otherwise, we're never going to get a handle. We're going to keep. We're going to keep raising generations of young people um, who uh, rape or assault or intimidate or harass. This could be. Uh, this could be. Let's be honest. Just a little case in fairness. I mean, there's more things happening around the world. Like so, in Ireland, rapes, abuse, and everything, which is a disgrace. The worst thing that ever can happen to a lady. Yeah. Is yeah, rape. Yeah. We're not enticing that at all. Yeah. But it's just a little case, you know what I mean, in front of the millions. So if she comes out and said, if she comes out and she has said that she feels like the victim of an assault, what are, what are we supposed to read into that? Ah, sure, it was only a kiss, get over it, is it? But this, exactly. is, what she, no, but this is what she has said. Uh, could he say she kissed him? He oh. says, she says, there's a bit of that going yeah. on as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? Okay, okay. Most okay. Side, as I said, there's a, hidden, there's a hidden agenda there, like, because they were looking for more money and he didn't seem to be bummed down to him. So I think they're getting at the man now and trying to get somebody else in that will give them more money for playing for Spain. Let's get some more calls, texts and comments. We'll pick it up after 11. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. My apologies, Michael. I hope you're available after 11. Now, the Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. And you hear the news there at 11 o'clock and it's also a story that's making the echo and it's also making the examiner and I've been talking about it as much as I'm allowed to talk about it pending... Uh, guard investigations into the events on uh, North Main Street at the weekend. Um, uh, quite an amount of texts on this. I was chatting with Jonathan because he was there uh, at the time and one or two people are saying that uh, in spite of what Jonathan was saying on air with regards to what he saw, he lost whatever credibility he had when you asked him whether he would make a statement to the guardie and he refused. He said he wouldn't. What lesson is that? Uh, particularly for his son, says Billy. Um the, if you don't have a pa- I was talking about people coming in under international protection orders which much of the protesting is about that 
and also on Lee's side, it also happens to be about uh, this book, book is gay uh, at the library. But on the, um, you know, getting onto an airplane, if you don't have a passport or a valid ID, you will not be allowed onto a flight. You cannot even be deported if you don't have an ID or a passport because the country you wish to be deported to will not accept that passenger. So clearly people are getting on the planes with documentation. Uh, the book and the library protests, I kind of understand that as a dad. But as a dad, I can't understand protests at centres that house frightened men, frightened women and frightened kids. Um, thanks for giving people an opportunity to voice their opinions on your show. It's a testament to your popularity. Those in the Cork Rebel Group must realise that others have a view different to theirs. Now, um, I read out some of the statement earlier on this morning that I was sent by the Cork Rebel Group. And I, I respect their beliefs. I really do. And I, I respect their passion. And I respect the email that they sent to me. It doesn't necessarily mean that I have to agree with what they're saying as being an accurate portrayal of how I broadcast. But I tell you, I tell you one thing, though, right? I'll tell you where I am with it. I have endeavoured for a long time now, particularly on this topic in the last, I don't know, six months, and particularly with regards to, say, library issues and things like that, and also with regards to, um, you know, asylum seekers, refugees, people coming in under international protection order. I have tried to be an open and as facilitating as I can to everybody. But what I have found, and I'm very much tired by it, uh, and I become very frustrated by it, and and I wonder why do I bother it just seems as if no matter what I try to do with regards to those who have one, one set of opinions and thoughts and beliefs and others who have another, it doesn't matter how facilitatory I'm, I'm trying to be to both. I just can't seem to win at all. And, and, I'm, and I often wonder, why not just stop dealing with this topic? Because it, it ends up just being people flinging mud at each other and flinging mud at me and I get dragged into it. And then my uh, my 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 broadcasting or the topics that I deal with come into question, and and people are entitled to question and to criticise what I do and don't do on the air. And but I think trying to get balance or trying to get opinions from both sides, it's not working on this one because it's pleasing neither side. Uh, even for those who would be very much protesting against things they don't believe in to be right, I get grief. Uh, I get it on air. I get it online, um, and and it can be quite horrid. And for those then who are on the other side saying that I, I'm propagating hate and, uh, you know, uh, racist behavior, they're not happy either. Um, and, and I get the same, well, I don't get the same amount in, in the same kind of style of, of abuse or, you know, criticism. Of, but, but it's still criticism and, and it's still uh, accusing me of reckless behavior or having hidden agendas when I don't. Um, and uh, if you knew me, you'd know that I don't. But this is where I'm at now. So I'm actually thinking at this stage... Is it really worth it? Because nobody wins here and nobody is ever happy and it ends up being shouting matches and argy-bargies and name-calling and and all too often at these protests you have two sides or two camps shouting names at each other, names at each other. So that's where we're at. Uh, I do thank you for saying, thank you for giving other people and people their opportunity to express their points of view. But on this one, I actually think at this stage it's not worth it anymore. Um, Another one here. Can you put a question to Anne Doherty? I would, and Anne Doherty was due on air tomorrow, but yesterday got an email cancelling uh, our interview, which was due and booked in for tomorrow morning. So now it's not happening. Um, I got a short statement from City Hall that something along the lines of something else, else has come up and could we reschedule and what date would suit. 
And, and I'm actually just wondering whether that's even worth it as well. You know, I mean, how, how many times? How many times? Um, but I may, f- I may feel different later on. Back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Uh, to the phone lines, Michael and Margot. Good morning to you both. Um, Michael, sorry for keeping both of you. Go ahead. Um, and please turn your radios down if you don't mind. Uh, there's always feedback otherwise. Margot? Morning. Go ahead. Um, did you say there a while ago that she put her arms, or she put her hands on his ribs first? You were watching a video, I think. I just saw I the. Think. I'd have to go back and watch it again. I was describing yeah, I the video in real time. It. I haven't so. seen it at all. But to my imagination, you said she put her arm, her, each ha- hand on each of his ribs, kind of uh, on each side of him. She put her hands on him first. I'd have to see the video again, but if that's what it described on the video, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Because I'm just saying sheep around in him first. It could have been. Um, it could have been. Yeah, defensive maybe. Um, I'd have to look at it again. Yeah. Oh yeah, she does because he's got it because he's got his arms around her neck. Oh, at that stage before yeah. she puts her hands in his ribs. Yeah. 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 No, I thought you said this. First of all, there's first of all there is a hug, right? Yeah. Um, and then she. Uh, I'm just waiting for it here now again. And then there's a kind of a a patting of his back, and he has his hands still around her shoulders, and then he moves his hands from his shoulders up to behind her head, and he pulls her in. Um. Oh, I thought you said she put her hands on any side of him first. No, no, no. He, he. Oh, no. He, he started it, but when she's pulled right in, her arms go out. But I'm even uncomfortable. I'm even uncomfortable with what you're trying to suggest here. That that um, there's nothing wrong with that. What happened? No, I thought she put her hands on him first because she, you can't put your hands on anyone. No, or she. It could be the other way around. She could be. <laughs> You know, they could be on to her for putting her hands in him. No, she didn't. I I think you might have thought she started something, no. Yeah. No, I thought that you said earlier that you were watching the video and that she put her uh, hand on each of his sides. And I said, well, she started it first. No, no. I mean, at one stage her arms are uh, at his sides. But this is well after he had hugged her and pulled her in and hugged her. So he pulled her into him. Um, Desi says... um, He's, he's, he's a, the Spanish football president is married. Uh, he has three daughters. He's a married man. He had no right to kiss like that. I understand the spirit of the moment, but he's a married man and it's out of order. Um, other people suggesting that um, he is a much older man than the woman that he pulled in and, and kissed, you know, and that he's nothing yeah. more of, of a creep who took advantage of a young girl. Um, you, you want to compare it to years ago, is it? Yeah, I was just saying years ago, that, you know, you... We, we used to go down to the bats in the city hall and you'd be looking for a seat up in the balcony going along and men sitting down, passing along, they'd put their hand up for a skirt. you just go away, go away, go away, you know. They'd put their hand right up under your skirt. I don't know, it's just a change of times. But, I yeah, but if it is a change of times, thank God those times are no longer yeah. acceptable yeah. and the women don't have to put up with that. But we didn't even take notice of it. Why didn't you take any notice of it? <laughs> I don't know. We just didn't take notice of it because we knew there was no harm in it. What were they going to do? A load of people around. What was he going to do to her? Like, 
in the broad daylight. Or, or was it that young girls or women at the time, at the time you were describing, uh, believed that this was just the way it was? And there was nothing you could do about well, it? you'd run away from them, right? Yeah. You wouldn't encourage it at all. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, you know, of course it's not encouraged, but yeah. it, it seemed to be the norm. Yeah. But I, I'd say it, after ti- it was after times and men at that time didn't think about their own, I don't know. Well, they were objectifying women. Even they, in Sweden, totally, they're more yeah. educated today. Thankfully, thankfully, that's yeah, not acceptable. Yeah. Okay, um, the, the, okay. Video, the video is very much available anyway, if, if you want to take a look at it yourself. I was just trying to describe it in the moment as it was running. Michael, good morning. Yeah, how are you? Good, thanks. I do appreciate you holding. Thank you so much. Go ahead. Please, no worries there. No, like, obviously, you know, the, the Spanish FA, obviously, are under serious... Um, Serious scrutiny at the moment, and it's completely acceptable that they are. But the only thing I'm trying to highlight here is um, if you know that incident didn't happen in, in the Spanish FA, there was an incident that happened last week. I think somebody was on way to go, they highlighted it. Um, there was a ra- racing festival last week, York, you know, it's the biggest one of the biggest of the year. And um, on Friday, there, you know, a horse that was a complete outsider, he won. His name was Living the Dream, and the jockey was Sean Curran. And, uh, you know, I was watching it live myself when I was watching the afters. And the owner, they have a joint ownership. Her name is Joe. But I'm not interested in her name, to be quite honest, Sorry, because oh, I don't know where it's going to go next with this, this oh, jockey. No, no. But t- just describe what happened. Oh, no, it just looked like, you know, the aftermath of the win. It's just, they, obviously, the owners were lost in emotion. And uh, she went over to congr- congratulate the jockey. And she just grabbed him by the face and kissed him on the lips, you know. And, you know, the jockey, you could see afterwards, was just in a bit of shock. Obviously, someone mentioned where to go that he was smiling to hide that shock. Mm. Um, but again, like, just try to highlight if, if all the stuff that wasn't happening in the Spanish FA, if this was, if the fact that this happened, would this be highlighted on the papers, etc.? Especially the fact that it's, you know, it's a male that, um, I was approached by a woman the way that the a man approached uh, the Spanish FA soccer player. You know, that's just the highlight I'm trying to make. If this was, if this happened and what happened with the Spanish FA didn't happen, would this be getting as much? Well, I, 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 I do know that in the case of, say, for instance, the uh, Spanish story has a young woman saying that it was unwanted and made her feel like the victim of an assault. Um, but the jockey you're talking about has not made any comment at all about being upset about it or viewing it as um, uh, as being non-consensual or being upset or um, hurt by it. He said nothing. But, it, uh, but like the, the jockey himself. But Jenny, you know, Jenny Her- Hermosa has. Like the jockey himself, you know, he's not really known. He was coming up against huge jockeys in the field. And if that was, you know, maybe someone more known, such as, you know, Ryan Moore or someone like that, if it was brought into highlights, but the fact that, you know, this fella is a young bloke, like, it's it's just brushed under the paper, like, it's, it's you see the video on Twitter yourself, like, and there's people talking about it. No, I've seen it. it a few times this morning, I, I see exactly what happens, yeah, um, and I suppose you're entitled to make a valid point that we should equally be as angry or as annoyed and find that just as unacceptable. 100%, like, I mean, what's happened with Spanish FA, completely unacceptable, um, you know, there's people saying it's a spur of the moment thing. I mean, 
you know, if that's your actions in the spur of the moment, like there's, you know, there's something kind of not right there. Yeah. Yeah, good point, good point. And good comparison to make because it's not the first time I've heard comparing the two different stories, one involving the jockey and the owner and the other, of course, technically. Uh, Tapawa, good morning. Good morning. We make, an interesting, we make an interesting point in the sense that um, Rubiales is technically her boss. Yeah, yeah. He is her boss. And um, I, just, I was just imagining that maybe after I sell... I'm at work and my boss just walks in and kisses me on the lips. Um, it, it would be very awkward. And um, I actually don't think uh, it's, it's something that should be... Because if, if we accept that this is, this is correct, it means that um, if any boss can do that to, to, to his employees, then it will be acceptable. So I just think it's wrong for him to do that um, because this is also something that is happening in the eyes of the public and I just think um, it should be used as a, as a yardstick to, to, to respond to such incidents. Because as to what is acceptable of, and what people should and should not be able to do. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's an interesting point, though, that you make with regards to a boss. It's like a boss kissing an employee. Somebody would walk into the office, say, and in this case, it would be a male boss and a female employee, and say she yeah. had done a job really well, and that is what he would do, walk up to her and kiss her full on the lips for a job well done. People would be yeah, horrified uh, at that. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't be, even if my, like, I, if, if my female boss walked walks up to me and kisses me on the lips, I I would be very confused. No matter how much good yeah. a job I've done, yeah. I'll be very confused. Yeah. So I don't think this is, this is actually even awkward for this woman because um, as much as they are celebrating, I, I feel like this comes as a shock because most of the players that were on that, uh, or, 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 or that, uh, that were receiving those medals during that time, he was just giving them hugs and kisses on the cheeks. But to her, she he kind of uh, grabbed her head and kissed her on the lips, which is very very weird. So I don't know why her, but um, why she would have been treated differently to the other players and how he congratulated yeah. them. Very interesting. Did she score the goal? Um, no, she didn't. No, I don't think um, she did score the goal. I think, yeah, did she I, miss a penalty? Um, from, from my understanding, she she had a good tournament, but but, but on that day, she didn't score. So, okay, she didn't score. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so um, it, was, it was a bit weird, but um, I just take it from, from my own, like, I'll take it, on uh, sort of like something that I can relate to, uh, like a boss and an employee. An employee. That's what I, yeah. yeah, that's okay. how I do it. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you, Tapawa. Uh, Olga Carmona scored the goal. Uh, she was the girl whose father died on the day of the game, and it'd be told at the end of the match, uh, Hermosa. Jennifer Hamosa is uh, the captain. Uh, can I do some text on this? I wonder if the president was a female and it was a Spanish men's team, had won the World Cup and she kissed one of the male players. Would there be such a big deal made of it? Uh, oh my God, the hypocrisy is maddening. What about the kiss on Sean Caran the, and the foul-mouthed tirade, tirade of the English goalkeeper after saving the penalty in the final? 
This is man, bad, woman, LGBT, trans, good, says Paul. Nothing more to see here. Uh, okay, well, I could drill into that for the next half hour. Uh, would he have kissed a man? The fact that they won the World Cup has disappeared, and this is all they're talking about. It's a kiss, so what? Uh, please stop blaming the mother. Um, how misogynistic of your earlier caller. Um, she, well, actually, one of the... I was a female caller, actually, who said that, you know, it's all in the rearing when I was talking to her about the fact that his mother has now gone on hunger strike it was it was it was a it was kind of a subtle suggestion suggestion that her son is the way that he is because of rearing men and women are very different we are all individuals uh, you can't put your hand on a person's shoulder now or you're up for assault uh, how long before john brings abortion into the conversation uh, dinosauric views straight from the 1950s um, john loves arguing whether he's right or wrong it always seems that his points are the only ones that count enough already. Uh, Neil, people get caught up in emotion. It was a little kiss. There is a large push for people to victimise themselves in case that could be just brushed, in, in cases that could really just be brushed off. Just to show the hypocrisy, the owner of the horse, a woman runs up, ran up, kisses the winning jockey. No issue with that. Why not? It was the same forcible head grab. Uh, what a disgrace, uh, John's comments. It's Is it okay for a man to touch a woman? Uh, no. The Spanish footballer said that she did not consent to that kiss. How dare John think that it was okay and that the guy did nothing wrong? Uh, I suppose John thinks the grab, the grabbing of his crotch is all right too. Uh, Latin culture traditionally is very kissy-kissy, has been for centuries. Would that be a factor, I wonder? Surely it was non-sexual. Um, uh, he wouldn't have kissed a male prayer, player. Somebody else says he took advantage of a young girl and he's a creep. When I saw the picture of the kiss, it looked sexual, but when I saw it on the news last night in motion, it all happened so fast, I'd say it was just excitement. Uh, I was up in Murphy's Rock on Sunday when Liverpool were getting the goals. It was fantastic watching people kissing and hugging. It was brilliant to see. Unless the girls on the team know more about the guy than we do, I have to say all of this is being blown out of proportion altogether. And there are so many more. I hope to dip back into them back after the break. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818-104-106. Lots more to do and a lot of it I will come back to tomorrow. Before I wrap up this morning also, it is the today's the end of our summer family passes, lads. And if I were to go through all of the people or all of the different um, holiday attractions that we give away over the summer... I'd be here all morning. But that's this, today's our last day of the Summer Family Pass giveaway. So a huge thank you to all of the wonderful places that took part this year, especially uh, Cork County Council, um, because they've facilitated an awful lot of the different family passes they give away. And can I remind you again, probably one of the best tourism apps I've ever come, come across is the Cork app. It's called Explore Cork App. And it's well worth downloading on your phone because even across the autumn and the winter, you can still find fantastic attractions all over Cork City and County. Uh, and they all got involved. We gave over 200 passes, family passes to our listeners throughout the entire summer. And it was fantastic. And to wrap it up today, we have, uh, before quitting time this morning, four family passes for Spike Island. That is the trip of a lifetime if you've never been there. Um, and you're going at a time now when they've put in huge amounts of extra development, spent lots more money on the island. So it's well worth seeing. You'll be taking a trip through uh, 1,300 years of Irish history. Uh, as well as that, Skibbereen Heritage Centre. And I also singled that out as being one of the best um, places that I've visited in the entire county ever. Um, not only does it tell you as much as you'll ever need to know about the Great Famine, even if it was a famine, more like a genocide, 
but you learn about all sorts of life in West Cork uh, down through the centuries. So those are the passes for the giveaway just before midday today. There'll be four family passes for each of those. But meanwhile, and I will come back to lots of other texts throughout the course of what time I've left and pick it up uh, tomorrow. But um, uh, for those of you that like to listen to podcasts, right, and wherever you get your podcasts, it could be on Go Loud, it could be on Spotify, it could be um, on iTunes. There is one that has been um, operating now for about six months and it goes from strength to strength to strength. And it's called Left on Red. Uh, and it is two women who um, are good friends and just come together on a weekly basis, just talking off the top of my head here, um, on a weekly basis, and they just chew the fat and they are very, very open about all aspects of their life, particularly with regards to romance, relationships and dating. And that podcast is absolutely flying now. Uh, Julie Haynes and Brenda Dennehy, late of this parish, um, are, are behind it. Um, and Julie was telling me um, that it's, you're saying upwards of about 80,000 per episode now and growing. And growing, yeah. And Brenda joins me by WhatsApp from the UK where she's based a lot of her life now. Brenda, good morning. Hi, Neil. Good morning to you. And a sellout of the Opera House at the weekend. <laughs> Pinch me, yeah. says you. Oh my God, it was just incredible. What a night we had on Friday evening. It was, oh, surreal. That's the only way I can put it, surreal. Yeah, so you're flying and continue to do so um, and continue to chart as well in yeah. the different podcast charts. Yeah, we're up there like top 10 nearly every single week, which is just another pinch me moment. Um, yeah, so, so surreal for both of us. Okay, Brenda, what does yeah. left on red mean? Because it's probably lingo now, is it, for for dating culture? Yeah, left on red is, you know, the with um, WhatsApp, you know, if you're messaging someone and you see the blue ticks and they don't reply, yeah. you know, it's more of a that means they, they've left you on red. So if you're in a dating scene and someone leaves you on red, oh, you're like, oh my God, he's after leaving me on red, which is like, that's really bad. That's, as we say in Cork, mortified for yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's left or if they don't reply. You see the two blue ticks and they've left you on red. Like they practically ghosted you. So when we Does it mean they're not interested, we, is it? Or is it they're just yeah, busy? Well, you see, it comes and goes. You, you can pick it up two ways. But if you're in the dating scene and they don't reply, a lot of the time it's like, look, I'm not interested, you know? Like, I listened to quite a number of them over the past couple of days and kind of like sped through <laughs> sped through a lot of the different... No, I mean, they're, they're almost addictive only because, only because you're brutally honest. So honest. Yeah. And I think that's why people relate to us is we're like, we don't paint a perfect picture life you know we come out and we say we've been left on red or Brenda there a couple of weeks ago went on a date with a lad and he was said look what do you want to drink and Brenda said uh, no, okay can I, can I play that <laughs> yeah play that, that one that, that blew one. my yeah, mind go on, go go on. On. Brenda just, just intro this for me you're well capable of it okay so I matched with a guy on Bumble he was an East Enders actor and a bit of a thing for an actor is actually as opposed <laughs> by these few days and um, I was going on a date with him and was heading up to East London to a lovely bar I was in and uh, yeah, we were set up to me. I was in there before him, which I usually like to be, because you know me, Neil, I get a bit nervous, you know. <laughs> you know, the nerves to be at me. They do when it comes to dating, for some reason, I get myself into a state. We don't know, so the, don't know, we don't know who the actor is, do we? But he did, he did it. No. He, well, you, you know who he is, but you're not. You're not I say- know who he is. But look, I'm going to say, it's. everyone says, is it Dean Gaffney? It's not Dean Gaffney. All right, all right? right. I'm going to clear that here. It's not Dean Gaffney. I don't know where you're going to start with this, but right. I'll leave you. 
that's most of it. All right, so let's let's pick up the story from the podcast. Of course, I was on the phone texting my friend Grace, and I was like, freaking out, she's the one I'd freak out to. Like, yeah. she's the one I go cycle to on four dates. And anyway, so I was waiting, and I was texting her, and I was like, yeah, it's grand, yeah, kind of fancy him, he smelled lovely, you know. At this stage, he's up in the bar getting your sparkling water. Sparkling water and okay. getting whatever he was getting Heineken or whatever. So I was waiting, and I was texting away Grace, and I was like, because it was busy now. Yeah, it was okay. a Sunday evening, that is busy in London, right? So I was waiting and waiting and waiting, and was waiting for my drink and then there was extra waiting and then there was like six, seven minutes waiting and I was like, sure, I can't be that busy, is it? <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> no, do you know what? No, I was, do you know what? No, I'm coming on here telling a couple thousand people. 80,000. Waiting. I was grand, like, I was waiting and then I like messaged him and I was like, because I was still on Bumble, I didn't have his number. Oh. So he's like, is everything all right? Which looked even way fecking cringe now. It looks so embarrassing. Is there, on Bumble, is everything all right? <laughs> So now he's waiting and waiting and then 10 minutes went, Julie. <laughs> no, like 10 minutes of my time went, right? Not joking, you know. Here's me in the little skirt getting off the bar- high bar stool. And uh, no, I'm not joking, you know, he was gone. No, he was actually gone. He actually left the building. He wasn't gone. No, he actually didn't even get drunk. He was gone. EastEnders has left the building. It's actually not funny, but like, I can laugh at myself, but... You're gonna have a stroke. Didn't even leave me on red. He just fucking left the building. I didn't even get a didn't even get a gammy sparkling water of him. Gone. How mortifying, right? Went into the message. Not joking. Yeah, we came out then thinking it was the reception in there. Then I checked the phone again, you know, with the message gone off Bumble. Gone. Gone. Within fifteen minutes. Right? No, within fifteen minutes. Within fifteen minutes. Met me, give a bit of a hug, whatever. What drink do you want? Up at the bar, ten minutes gone. Message on Bumble and then out like gone. Gone up hack near somewhere, I don't know. So gone. So that's my story. I wasn't gonna share because do you know what? I ain't coming across as the desperate one on this podcast. But are you though uh, desperate or are you done with it? Which well, Neil, I tell you now, I was like, and Julie was the same. We were like, do you know what? No, I'm giving it a break. and giving it a break. But I went on yesterday morning. I relapsed yesterday morning. I went on Bumble walking to work. <laughs> and then who did I match? A Cork fella living in London. And then I was like, oh, I'm weak for him now. I'm weak. So I'm messaging him now. But he'll probably be gone by next week as well. But can you compare dating English men, say, for instance, with Irish men? Are they different? Like, is it is it like the Irish guy might be the pub and the chipper, and the English guy might be the whining and the dining, but the Irish guy would be more fun. No? Um, I don't see much of a difference in them, to be honest. Now, to be honest with you, I've gone multicultural here because, you know, Israeli, um, Italian, there's there's a, you know what I mean? I said I broaden my horizons. I don't think there's much of a difference between English and Irish. And I actually do really like Englishmen. I like an English cheeky tap. You know, they're a good bit of banter as well. But then the all-Irish lad as well. You know, I was kind of like, I'm going to stay away from the Irishman now in London. But then I matched with your man last night. He's from Douglas. I was like, do you know what? Now I'm all loved up there now. But like, he'll probably be gone next week. <laughs> what about what about yourself? I mean, you're very, very honest. You live in Cork. You live your life online. You're an influencer. You share many, many stories about your life and, and your children's life. Do you worry that you might be sharing too much? Sometimes, and that actually happened to me as well a couple of weeks ago. So like that, I was actually seeing a guy and I put it out in the podcast and both myself and Brenda were chatting away about him. But I kept him very, very private. Like I never said his name or where he was from. But they tracked him down and they messaged him and I never told him about the podcast because I like having a bit of a crack as well on the podcast and I want to keep all that private. I want him to get to know me by chatting to me, not by listening to the podcast or watching me on Instagram. But yeah, they found him and they, they messaged him and they said awful things like so. That, that's gone. That was the end of that then. Oh, really? Yeah. It ended yeah. the relationship? Yeah. 
But yeah. you are you are keen to settle down though. I am keen, yeah. But I'm a single mom, so it is hard trying to get out with the kids as well, you know. So I share all that as well on the podcast. But not only do you guys share, and you do, and you're very open, and I've said that already. But many people get in touch, and they share their stories. I was intrigued by a lot of them. One one was particularly the there was one particular story about. Um, the uh, farmer, lonely farmers' wives. That's right. So that was about two weeks ago. We had that episode, and we just put out in both of our Instagram stories. It was like, "Tell me if you're in a relationship, but you feel very lonely." Neil, I mean, now I never got so many responses by women saying, "You know, I'm a farmer's wife, and my husband's out." doing the silage morning, noon and night. Seven days a week. Yeah, yeah, seven days a week, yeah. yeah. So they are trapped in relationships that they're just unhappy in. Unhappy, yeah, exactly. But so when you look for a relationship, then people say nasty things. I mean, what kind of nasty things do they say? Like, they were just saying stuff that I would have said on the podcast, you know, and things that would have happened months and months ago and they were just telling them all, like, they told them my life, basically. They and just like, wanted to take they you just, down. Do you know what they were doing? They were stirring the pot. Yeah. Just stirring, you know? Yeah. Does that come with the territory now, Brenda, do you think? I mean, selling out the opera house uh, uh, you know, a weekly podcast with huge amounts of numbers that people will want to begrudge and will want to troll. Yeah, and you know what? There, I think there was a post that was an, an article up on Carpio, and there was a few nasty ones. I actually didn't see it, but someone. What the thing is, people love to bring it to your attention. The bad stuff at times. Going, hi, did you see this? This is written about you. That's bad. Which I do not get people's mentality doing that. But honestly, Neil, like, you know, I know people say, oh, that doesn't bother me. I genuinely, the more they comment and everything, the engagement is better. That's the way I kind of look at it. But of course, if you see stuff at times, you know what I mean, which I, I don't read comments and stuff like that. But if someone pushes it in my face, I've no choice not seeing it. It doesn't really bother me that much. But like, obviously, I'm aware it will come at the territory. When we were going out starting the podcast six months ago, you know, I'd think about, you know, this. How far do I go? Yeah. Yeah. But you do, happen. but you do put it out there. There's another episode that's very close and personal where you talk about um, weight loss and, and girls and young women who are absolutely, totally hooked on weighing themselves. You spoke about girls who weigh themselves every few hours. You spoke about your own rapid weight loss. Um, you also yo-yoed to a size 17. That's a lot to put out there. It's almost suggesting eating disorders, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like... yeah. Like both myself and Brenda, like obviously, like like any other woman out there, we're watching what we eat, but we also put out there, like you know, don't be weighing yourself every day. You know, it doesn't matter what it is on the scales. Like you know, go with your clothes, and you know, we're just we just chat like normal, like it's just normal, normal chit chat. Mm, mm, mm. But would you worry that young girls aren't really thinking that way, that they want to fit in and that they want to have the perfect body image, and they do become slaves to what they eat? And literally, do you, Brenda? Do you think that far too many people, young girls in particular, do? Have have a problem with weight and are constantly on the scales. Yeah, yeah, I would, like, I even admit myself, like, I would have had some sort of disordered eating years ago because I've gone from a size 16 at one stage to a size 6, and it took me years to kind of find the stability. You know, I've been too skinny or I've been, I've been overweight and stuff like that. And obviously, like, I would say want to message like I would I remember weighing myself every day and stuff like that and I think our message we put out there was you shouldn't be doing that yeah. but also we're not you know we're not medics or anything like that we can only share what we think but there there was the this this email of the girl who was weighing herself like I think it was several times a day yeah. and obviously like we don't live in a perfect world and with social media and everything now everyone's striving for, for perfection 
and you see all these kind of different trends on TikTok and everything. And of course, people are going to be influenced by it, you know? But yeah. Do, you, do, yeah, yeah. do you, yeah, I mean, I, I know that Julie says that she wants to. Are you going to continue with the quest to fall in love and to settle down? Clearly, you'll be telling a lot of funny and interesting stories along the way. But is that the objective or is it, are you more career orientated and can you have both? Well, I am very much more career orientated at the moment because I see myself like I want to do other different things going down the road. I'm very exceptionally happy now in my career here and everything that's going on with the podcast. But Julie asked me in the podcast there not so long ago, you know, she'd often say, is it because you're scared to get hurt? It's not that. And then she said, what if you met a guy now and he was all about his career and you were all about your career? I was like, I'd pick my career. That's just the way I am because, you know, I'm very open about not wanting children and stuff like that. So I don't kind of, you know, a lot but of But does that put a barrier up then, I wonder? Does that come up in in, in dates, for instance? Uh, uh, or, or, or is it like almost like are you playing too hard to get? No, no, no. Because even on my Bumble profile, you can put up if you want kids or not, and mine is up there. Don't want kids, ah, and the guy yes, will see yeah, that. Yeah. And if he is like, oh, she doesn't mind, it's there straight away. We don't even have to mention. But you said on you've said on you've said in the podcast with regards to dating apps, you have been catfished, gaslit. Ghostlit, <laughs> submarined. I have no idea what being submarine. Tell me, what does that mean? Submarined is like a submarine. They they go like they're there. They go down and then they come back up again. All of a sudden, <laughs> whatever that means. You told there's a great story up. about. You told a great story, Julie, about a Deb's swindler. I was laughing at that because I love swindler stories. You know, they're yeah. they're, they're great. What was that story with the Deb swindler and back in two thousand and six? So I don't know if you remember, but years ago, our school, our school in particular, what they done? They got this man in, and he was like, "Girls, instead of ye you now trying to organise the band for your Debs, you know, what food to have, like what date?" He was like, "I'll do it all for you. I'll play the middleman." So we're like, "Brilliant!" Was he doing this in loads of schools? Loads of schools loads of schools across Cork City so we were like brilliant we got in this middleman anyways and he was like I can't remember how much deposit he wanted off us but we all handed him over a deposit and he ran I rem- do you know thing? I don't know if Brenda remembers that but I remember I was on air covering that story at the yeah. time we're talking about a, a good hundred grand back in the day 200,000 200 yeah yeah we googled it afterwards over 200,000 he ran away with a total charmer a total swindler yeah Deb Swindler as you called him yeah yeah, yeah that was there uh, so we actually only did this episode that episode only came out yesterday so we spoke yeah. about that so we actually did a call out for anyone else that was in the same boat like who actually used him and um, and he, he did run with all the money one of the things I noticed actually all the way through the ones that I've listened to is it comes to women in their 30s there was an aspect of it of women in their 30s who had never had a boyfriend is that true? Yeah so that we done that about three weeks ago so we Why? Asked, is, there a, is there a shortage or an imbalance or what? This girl actually messaged me and she was like I just know my worth and every guy that ever approached me I just knew he wasn't for Why? me like, she Why did she give him a chance? I, I don't know she was just like I just knew from the moment I spoke to him he just was not for me Brendy do you guys set the women set the bar too high for men? No, I just think, as Julie said, they know their worth. And, like, there was also, like, women who said they'd never been intimate with a man and they're in their 30s, you know. So they're just not, you know, going to go off and sleep with someone just for the sake of it, you know. They want to just want it to be special. Um, and I suppose, listen, like, there's a lot of people, I, what I find as well on our podcast is there's a lot of people who probably have just settled, right? 
and then they're unhappy. So a lot of people would rather be on and their own. And why do they settle? Is it because, sorry, I hate going across you. I'm just curious. They, they eventually settle for somebody that they shouldn't settle for because time is ticking, is it? I'd say so, yeah. yeah. And I think yeah, that's a huge yeah. thing in Ireland as well. You know, like, the, mm-hmm. you, you know, you have to be married, you have to have your house and you have to have kids at a certain age. But like, what myself and Brenda are doing is, is it's okay not to like you know I'm a single mom Brenda is single she doesn't want kids you know it's okay but did not you tell to... a lovely story about the parents of the uh, the, the father of the da- of the lads uh, but you didn't but you, or did, was there a visit or something in one of the episodes yeah so he so he doesn't live in the country my twin's dad he actually lives abroad so he came back this last summer and he messaged me and he didn't see them now at this stage over three years and yeah. he said can I see the kids yeah. and I would never I don't want to be the one to be like no you're no, you told all, yeah. all of this story I said on the all that on the okay, podcast yeah, yeah. yeah so I said look you can meet them but I will not introduce you as daddy because you you they don't they didn't see you for over three years and um, we met down a photo and everything went well and he went back and shirts sure, over a year now and he, he still didn't see them so I'm glad that I didn't introduce as daddy I you, said, does that upset you? yeah I was very upset now alright I'm really really upset now if he decided to stay in Ireland of course maybe after a couple of weeks and another couple of meetings I, I probably would have no I think that's brutally know. honest of you and I'm yeah. quite sure that people are listening to you telling that story I don't think I'm open to correction on this one that there will be other mothers or indeed perhaps even some fathers who, who can really empathise and go because they've gone through scenarios and like relate and where, like, they, where you're being honestly upset yeah, exactly. And I cry on the podcast. We laugh on the podcast. It's a bit of everything, you know. I'm confused. Like, I, like, mo- like parents, like, we don't have, like, a book or, like, an instruction book how yeah, to parent. Yeah. There, like, could, yeah, there could only be one of you soon because a little birdie tells me that Brenda's gone to jail for non-payment of a television license. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Me too, though. I'm very as well. Oh my lord! I'm very. Yeah, we've an awful habit with the very account. The very account keep they keep ringing me, and it's like an all one number coming up. And sure, I'm always thinking it's like RT or something giving me a buzz. You know what is the, like, what I, is that account? Is it? It's buy- like Littlewoods. Do you remember Littlewoods oh, years she, ago? It's yeah, that, she's still it's, buying clothes online, is she? Yeah, you could, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you can buy it on tick, so then you just pay off like every week until we forget to pay it back. So, but you do know that there's a thousand pound fine and a criminal conviction if you don't pay that television license over there yeah but Neil um, I've been informed because I actually don't have the BBC on my TV oh that won't that excuse doesn't wash no 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 I'm telling you it does I've checked out I've told them that I don't have BBC and all that I wrote back to them and uh, sure, if they're calling anyway, I didn't give a re- my own actual name. So if they're calling, they're looking for someone else. I, you see, I've, I'm on the first floor here in the flat, so I'm always looking out the window who's calling, you know. Don't they worry about it, right girl. Outside my door. With all of the shenanigans going on in Ireland at the moment, I haven't renewed my television licence either. I didn't either, and I'm quite open about that as well on the podcast. So the three of us might share a cell. <laughs> I'm happy with a vacation for me at this stage. Is there, yeah. is there a part of the podcast where you do a thing called Ick of the Week? Yeah, so yes. we do that every single week where... Um, we tell our icks. Like what's an ick? An ick could be, oh. in our podcast, it's anything. It could be like a couple of weeks ago, I did like, um, you know, the car, in car parks are really tight spaces. That was my ick of the week. Like we, or we could do something like a, a man with a Velcro wallet. Like... <laughs> That's another one, yeah. Is that a no-no? Oh no, that's a no-no. Yeah. What about, yeah. What about um, shoes, no socks? Yeah, God, no, it's a no-no. Ick. Oh, n- Neil is giving me the ick here. Yeah, shoes with no socks on. What does that make me? An ick. You're, that's an ick now. Yeah, you're an ick. Something that annoys you. Do you know what your ick is? 
the kitchen in Red FM gives you the ache a lot of the time. <laughs> oh my God, you're going to get me into such trouble. Oh no. Well, you say it on air. You say it on air anyway. I'd so, love to catch the culprits, Brenda. I really and truly yeah. would. Whoever yeah, leaves those yeah, dinner plates at night, I'm coming for them. Men who <laughs> snore. Yeah, that came in a couple of times. Yeah. What about yeah. women who snore though? Well, like there, yeah. There's research out that say that said that that says that women find snoring a turnoff, but men don't. <laughs> well, we've our own snoring story there because we're doing a gig there in two weeks' time, right? And I was like, oh, geez, I, I wanted it. There's an old flame I want to meet when I go back to Ireland. So I, I emailed someone saying, can we can we get two different rooms because I think Julie snores. I filled her in on it, you know what I mean? So now they actually think Julie's a motor mouth snorer, and I'm not. She uses this as an excuse to get her own room. <laughs> Is that electric picnic you're playing? Yeah, we're at Electric Picnic yeah. this Saturday. Did you expect this six months ago when you started out on this no. journey? No, 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 Jesus, nothing. No, no. Yeah. Are you going? No. Are you going after my therapist? Ghosted me big time, then? Yeah. We're the Aldi version of them. <laughs> <laughs> electric Picnic. So what's next? So we're doing Electric Picnic this Saturday. So we'll be in the Mindfield Tent at quarter past one to quarter past two. And then a week after that, Brenda, if you want to... Yeah, we have a gig as well with... uh, We're doing like a live podcast on a bus with Air Coach and we're going from Cork to Dublin and we're 15 lucky winners are going to come with us and that's just going to be a hoot of a time. But this ultimately will grow and grow and grow then. This is not just a sideline or a passion. This is... Big business. Well, yeah, just, like I travel up to Dublin every Friday from Cork to Dublin and Brenda travels from London over can to... Can you make money to, out of something like this? If we get sponsorship, yes, we can. Okay. Yeah, but at the moment yeah. we don't earn nothing, yeah. no. It's, yeah. We just do it on our own. Okay, and do you fly yeah. back to do them, Brenda? I do, yeah. I get up at half three on a Friday morning and get the all tube to uh, Liverpool Street and get the all um, Stansted Express then Stansted and pop over and then I get the quarter past five playing back then I'm just so used to it Neil people are like dumbfounded they're like oh, how do you do that how do you do I just do it I get up and do it and it's no bother um, yeah, so if, I was to, if I'm talking to you guys in 12 months time will you both then be happy I know you're happy in many aspects of your life but in relationships I mean Brenda will you will you this guy from Israel I believe is a member of the cast of Fauda is that right oh my god Neil I slipped into I couldn't believe it yeah I'll actually tell you off air is he the bald guy from Fauda no it's not Doran no but do you know that Doran was actually a special agent in real life where he took up the acting that I didn't know that? that I didn't know yes um, it's even better and you I have you to thank for this because you told me about Fauda oh it's a great show totally great show amazing, and are you me- so are you meeting the guy from Fauda yeah, he, I met him, and now he's acting in he's in Budapest, but he's back in two weeks' time again. But, so, in in will you settle down? I mean, is this the quest? I mean, it's being open and honest with people and sharing your stories and having a laugh. I get all of that, but ultimately, it, there is there there's a relationship bonding here, isn't there? Well, me personally, I I cannot see myself settle. Like, I'm just around for a bit of fun. I, the settling down thing, I don't know, I'd nearly come out and hives thinking about it. Whereas Julie is more you would like to meet someone Julie really wouldn't you yeah yeah I'm on the opposite scale then yeah uh, listen um, it's weekly isn't it come out every Monday every Monday yeah. I know we have bonus episodes every Thursday 
Will you ever run out of inf- of, of, of with our lives? Our, our, li- our no. both our lives are chaotic. So no, no, no. We'll keep it going. No. Yeah, we'll keep our lit. All right. Okay. And is it planned? I mean, do you sit down and plan it? Nothing. Or is it Even the opera house on Friday night, six oh, o'clock. Oh, 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 we sat down. We're quarter past six. Was it Brenda? Right. We were on yeah, stage right. at eight o'clock, and we had cue cards, and they were empty. We're like, what will we chat about? It's just yeah. whatever comes to our mind. We just we just. But talk were you about. nervous that maybe? Yeah, go on, Brenda. Yeah. You got a shout out as well at the Opera House. Your own name. I give you a shout out. Were you kind? It was I the ick section, Neil. What? It was in the ick section. I was like, my biggest ick is Neil Prindle. I'm joking you. What it was, uh, people, we explained how the podcast came about and I said I got to know Julie through getting her on the Neil Prindle show on Red FM and then we came, became friends. Oh, that's okay. I thought it was ick of the week or something. No, no, no. You'll be here of the week now next week. All right. Okay, well, look, mind yourself. It's good to catch up. Um... This is every single Monday. For those that don't know anything about it, I would encourage them to listen to it because it's very, very refreshing. Thank you. Uh, it's called Left Thanks on so Red. Um, I hope that you uh, continue to thrive and go from strength to strength. Great to chat, Brenda. Look after yourself. Cheers, Neil. Thanks so much. You got Julie here in studio, so good to see you again. And you too, Neil. Thank don't you so much. Don't be a stranger. Much. Mind yourself. Take care. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Brenderville now on 0818 Red FM. Yes, indeed. Julie and Brenda, best of luck to them. Last bit of business this morning. Family passes for Spike Island and Skibbereen Heritage Centre. We've got four family passes for each of them to give away. That means eight callers now. Pick up the phone on 0818 for Spike Island and Skibbereen Heritage Centre. You will enjoy whichever one you manage to win. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.